0: i
1: Make sure you tune into the Shaky Town Radio Hour, our special Halloween episode, where we talk about Halloween 3, the season of the Witch. We talk about placenta. We talk about veganism. We talk about Halloween candy at length. And we talk about babies and breasts. And breastfeeding babies and dolphins and why they are evil and should be punched. On the Shaky Town Radio Hour. The Shaky Town Radio Hour is on the air, I'm Gene George I'm Brody Foster Hubbard You're going to introduce this guest, dude I'm not even going to start Uh, okay (laughs) Did I throw you for a
2: loop? Randy Quaid had to cancel, so in lieu of him, we have Megan Marie. Hi. Megan is the, uh, she's a blogger on WeddingBee.com. She uh, has her own website, NoNotLiterally.com. She uh, used to be a touring musician.
1: Used to be, yeah.
2: And now she is, as Borat would say, my wife.
1: Wouldn't you say it in a more comical, fake Kazakhstani voice?
2: I would, but I don't want to offend our Kazakhstani listeners. Our
1: huge Kazakhstani. I, I can I can honestly say that I've looked at the stats and no one has has downloaded the podcast from Kazakhstan. So, I frankly, just given the depiction of Kazakhstan in in Borat, I, I'm pretty sure no one has any computers there. <laughs> I'm because I'm assuming it's it's a it's a documentary with with full journalistic integrity.
2: Of course, it's um. <laughs> He's the uh, Walter Con- Cronkite of our times, <laughs> the most is, trusted is man. He? The most trusted man in <laughs> cinema journalism.
1: I was going to make a Michael Moore joke, but I just can't. I, just can't work, I can't work up the gumption. That's all right. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> 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 um,
2: what did you think of our, our opening theme today?
3: the song yeah it was it was halloweeny
1: it was more halloweener
2: yeah that's true that
1: movie is horrible that is that's quite possibly one of the and and when did that when did it come out what was it um let's look it up Eighty eighty six
2: or something halloween what's that
3: didn't i ask if it was like way back in the 90s and you made
2: fun of me i did make fun of you uh halloween three season the witch 86
1: 87
2: no, I think it's early, early 80s.
1: But No, see. no. Halloween was like 79 or 77 or 78. 1982. 82, okay. Halloween
2: 3 Season, The Witch. The oh, 82, only, okay. The only movie, the only uh, installment in the Halloween franchise. Not without,
1: without Michael Myers. Yeah,
2: The Night No One Comes Home, mm. as the, the poster
1: said. Um, that, okay, so 82. That makes more sense. Because 82, I was 12 or 13. And I thought that movie was awful. Yeah. <laughs> I who watched crappy, crappy movies.
2: I was, you know, you, Megan, you never saw that. No, I was negative one in when that year. That came out, yes. <laughs> the, I was creeped out by the masks, which you remember a little better than I do. The whole,
1: yeah, well, the plot. Okay, for yeah. for those of you who who were negative one when the movie came out, the plot is basically this evil corporation, Silver Shamrock. Who, if I recall. Is run by a bunch of pagans, like <laughs> evil pagans, Irish pagans, Irish pagans, yeah, 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 yeah uh, uh, druids. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I, I, just, I want to launch into the stonehenge from from Spinal Tap. <laughs> Um Nobody knows who they were or what they were doing. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so 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 like real hardcore, actual like you know pagan druid people are. Going to use microchips in masks to create real demons out of children who are trick or treating. What? Thought,
2: I thought they were just killing the children. I, I no, no,
1: I thought they were. I thought they were supposed to, to to rise up in some gruesome, horrible thing. Maybe they were just killing the kids. I don't you know. told
2: me they died. I thought they
1: died. Maybe they do die when they turn into demons. They're, I don't know. I'm, I may be misremembering their bo-
2: it. Their soul dies and their body becomes...
1: Yes. A vessel for... Demonic. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, honestly, and I don't care. Because, I, like I said, I was 13 and I thought the movie blew.
2: Yeah. I was creeped out, though, by the... There's this one particular scene where the kid with the jack-o'-lantern mascot like, clutches his face and, and rolls the floor. And it was... Mm,
1: yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah, but Gives me the shivers. But 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 that's I mean it's creepy. that's the thing is you can gross people out and you can creep people up, but it's a dumb ass movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you can have I mean there's there's creep out moments or gross out moments moments or startle moments in a lot of horror movies, but there's very rarely like something that's profoundly scary. Yeah. You know, it's like and and and, and like I said, the whole idea of there's got to be an easier way if you're evil pagan druids to kill a bunch of people. Right. Like maybe poison the candy or something. I mean that, there's a microchip and then someone's demons or kills you or whatever <laughs> or turns you I whatever it does. Yeah. Um I don't know. We should look that up to find we out what should. they're supposed we to do.
2: Should. Did you watch many horror movies growing up? No. Why, why why didn't you watch horror movies? They're too
3: scary. I liked um The Candyman. I yeah. watched that one. <laughs> I never saw
2: that. That's with the uh, Tony. Tony Todd. Todd. Yeah,
3: I don't know who that is, but the Black Deed. I don't remember the African American gentleman. <laughs> that's about it.
2: He's also he, Worf's brother on um, the Star Trek Next Generation right. series. Right, but it was
3: scary because he'd look into the
2: mirror and then like come through at you or something. See that that sounds like Bloody Mary to me.
1: Well, it is. We did
2: when we were kids.
1: It is. Right, but it's that's, the same thing. Yeah. Candy Man is Bloody Mary. Yeah. Okay,
2: and he like
3: comes through and
1: kills gets you. And he's got hooks With for hook. hands and yeah. there's bees With and the yeah. it's see that's just muddled to me because there's <laughs> bees and stuff yeah. isn't there bees involved yeah. yeah I watched all these movies when I was growing up and I cannot remember a thing about it i was I, I can remember like the highlights of it but but if you I seem to recall like someone lived in like some like was some woman who lived in like a lofty kind of thing or maybe it was a was it the project I don't It don't was know. the project okay okay project what town? Like, chicago
3: yeah new york something like that i don't know i think it was chicago and like he could travel because it was cabrini
1: green was not it was it chicago know.
3: he could travel through the mirror in the projects to like the mirror in the public bathroom in the park i just remember that
1: oh wow it's convenient if you had to go to the bathroom <laughs> but you know it's kind of filthy there yeah so, okay did you think he just showed up in the mirror and just like hung it out there and just whizzed out the mirror in the public bathroom I yes. just, That'd be disconcerting.
2: Anytime I hear about like public parks and bathrooms, I think of Sal from uh, Mad Men. I think of George Michael.
1: I was I was gonna go. Yeah, absolutely. I think of George Michael. Um, I think of Sal from Mad Men.
2: Sal Romano. Yeah, I don't remember what yes. he
1: did. Uh, there just was certain points I think where. Sal, well, there was there was the the well. There was if you go to
2: the bathroom and you say Sal Romano, Sal Romano, Sal Romano,
1: then he... someone comes out and gives you a blowjob. <laughs> um, well, wasn't there the, the last scene that they had him when he called Don? He was like calling from like a particularly crazy looking <laughs> yeah. phone phone booth. It,
2: it looked like the part from "There's Something About Mary." <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: totally.
3: I've never seen that. That's right.
2: What? As mad as you and Sam proof were at me for watching, not watching, the Mad Max series, which we still need to I it.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I could work up that much anger for something about Mary.
2: I don't know. To me, that's, uh... Is that way back in the 90s?
3: <laughs> Probably. I don't know.
2: It's You've little. seen... Are you familiar with other Farrelly brothers? there? Maybe. Such as Kingpin?
3: No. Uh,
1: Didn't they do Dumb and Dumber?
2: Yes, I like that movie. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber.
1: And dumber and dumb, dumb and dumberer. See that, <laughs> see, cool, yeah. Did they do that one or did they?
2: No, they did it. They did a dumber and dumber, come dumber too. When Lloyd met Harry or whatever. When Harry met Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never saw that. I don't I, think I, that was. I don't think that was fairly endorsed.
1: Oh, I don't think so. That's what I'm saying is because, like, Airplane Two was not done by, was not directed by Jim Abrams. It Was directed by the guy who did the. Um, the newsroom.
2: Uh, yes, Ken Finkelman.
1: Yes, uh, that's wrote, almost he, as if you, as almost as if you looked that up on the internet.
2: Yes, he wrote and directed it. Yes, I know. He's so he's an auteur.
1: He is an auteur. Yeah. The newsroom, you mean? And airplane? No, he
2: too. wrote and directed Airplane
1: too. I know as well. But the newsroom, the newsroom is the, the thing about the. I don't
2: know nothing about the newsroom.
1: The newsroom is awesome. You really should see it. It's a Canadian show, and it, it's basically like way before The Office and way before all that other, you know, faux documentary stuff. Yeah. Um, It's basically that, but in a Canadian newsroom. Um, Like,
2: like, so news radio kind of.
1: More documentary style. Less, less, more real. Less Andy Dick. More realistic, yeah. More realistic. uh,
2: (laughs) Megan just frowned when I said less Andy Dick. I like Andy Dick. (laughs) I know. There's pictures to prove it, too.
3: Not, not those kind of.
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> don't scare the internet people. But there's a, there's, there's po- probably plenty of naked pictures of Andy Dick if you really want to look for it. True. Just true. Google just Google naked Dick. Yeah. I'm sure you'll find something. <laughs>
2: you'll stumble upon something. I, there is a picture of you two kind of cozy though. He you, invited
3: us in his limo.
1: Were you canoodling?
3: We were a little bit.
2: All right. Tell us that story.
3: I don't want to. <laughs> All
1: right. No. Well, you were, so we we took a little break um, to fix some technical issues, and you were saying you didn't watch a lot of TV or movies when you were growing up.
3: No, I did. Just Uh, not... Nothing good. Nothing interesting. Well...
1: What'd you watch? What was your favorite thing growing up?
2: Full House.
1: See, I never, I've never, I've literally never seen an entire episode of Full House. It's really
2: good. See, like... Is it? Gene, you're a couple years older than me. I'm a couple years older than Megan. Right. And... There's like there's like certain generational things that, right. like she names these uh, like ah real monsters or whatever. I don't know if that's something you no. like. Okay, but Nickelode
1: will say Nickelodeon.
2: Doug. Well, no, I watched Doug. Yeah, I watched Doug. Okay.
1: Doug was good. Yeah.
3: Saved by the Bell.
1: Saved by the Bell. I knew Doug. I I I yeah. I, I've I've heard it's not like Saved by the Bell. What is this you're talking about? I am so old. It's not like I, you know, it's not like I've never heard of of Full House of Saved by the Bell, but I, I I've never watched a full episode of Saved by the Bell.
2: I think I've watched every episode of Saved by the so? Bell all the way through.
3: Not the college years, then. no,
2: not the college years. College I also, years. Have also, I've also seen all the Good Morning Miss lists.
3: I've seen those
2: too. To genes <laughs> that you're uninitiated. As, as far as the, oh, the oh, world, let me bring
1: me in, bring let me me bring in you into the to the rich tapestry so. that is <laughs> saved by the bell. I understand that uh, Dustin Diamond plays Screech, and that chick that was <laughs> in Showgirls is in it.
2: Yes, Thanks. who I saw at M Cafe. And she was... Great. You were there.
3: I know, but that's just so exciting.
2: We, we talk about celebrity sightings on the show. If you'd yeah. ever listened to it, you would know.
1: I just don't listen to it. I don't listen to it. Anyway. It's all right.
2: So, it used to take place in, I want to say, it, it didn't... Was there a anymore.
1: principal building?
2: No, not in the beginning, I don't think. I think in the beginning it was just Haley Mills and,
1: um... Hayley Mills and Haley Mills?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's get together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. High School in Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay, Whoa. yes, they did have a Mr. Building.
1: JFK Jr. High School?
2: Uh, oh, <laughs> It was a junior high school name. Oh, okay, I'm like, I'm like,
1: what? <laughs> I'm like, wow. Was it? Take, did it take place in the future in some <laughs> alternate universe? Where he didn't die in a plane crash, <laughs> and he was like elected president. It's like uh,
2: that would be that would be some good alternative history fiction, right? There, right?
1: <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It would be awful.
2: <laughs> but they it, they had uh, Heather or not Heather Mills, uh, Haley Mills, and then she <laughs> Haley
1: Mills and Haley Mills,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> And then suddenly it suddenly was called Saved by the Bell, and it took place in Bayside, California, instead of Indianapolis, Indiana. But it was the same school, but it was now a high school. Did they reboot it? Yeah, they, it was like a
1: retcon. So basically. went from so it went from John, John F. Kennedy Junior High School to John F. Ken, to John F. Kennedy Junior High School. Wait, wait a minute, John F. Kennedy uh, Junior High. I'm confused. I know. It's, Is there a show bible we can refer to?
3: Didn't Save by the Bell take place in San Diego?
1: <laughs> it's almost as if there wasn't an edit there.
2: Um, actually, it turns out it was it, the city wasn't called Bayside. It was uh, the high school is called Bayside. It was in the fictional city of Palisades, California.
1: Not Pacific Palisades.
2: No, that's a real town,
1: right? I think it's fictional.
2: Pacific Palisades?
1: No, it's real. No, I think it's fictional. <laughs> Oh, they'll say it's real. <laughs> I think it's just there as a tax dodge. <laughs> um,
2: so while um, we've been doing some mic adjustments and whatnot, uh, got to see some uh, Halloween costumes.
1: Yeah, secret, super secret Halloween costumes. Yes,
2: so we couldn't talk about that on mic. We will talk about it.
1: I'll I'll, I'll, I'll get pictures. I'll post pictures. Right on the blog.
2: So uh, this is the the Halloween episode. We should say. Boo. <laughs> I think you know that from the opening, but. Boo! (laughs) We were. uh, It's not that scary.
1: (laughs) I guess it's boo. I think it's. I think it's stage boo scary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So maybe we were were talking off mic about uh, Halloween costumes as a kid.
3: Yes. We were.
1: So why don't we share that?
3: (laughs) I was a cowboy when I was nine months old, and my parents
2: drew a mustache on me. Where? What did they draw that on with? An eyebrow pencil.
1: So you were nine months old and and, and and laying in your bassinet or whatever, and you were like, Cowboy! And they're like, Oh, she wants to be a cowboy. Something
3: Obviously. Like that. I think they actually took me trick or treating because I was walking at like eight months old. So they took me trick or treating, and there's really great pictures of me surrounded
2: by like Butterfingers.
1: Ah. Did they make you eat all of them?
2: I think so. <laughs> How, awesome that? How awesome would that be? <laughs> yeah. You were watching Parenthood the other night, um, the NBC. 2010 television series not the if
1: you're in the imdb right now going why are we looking at this steve martin movie or whatever (laughs) it is
2: and there's like two instances on the show of like or maybe three instances of like the parents eating the kids candy and megan you asked me if if that was like a real thing that parents do because
3: i kept my candy like with me in my room so
2: yeah and i don't remember my parents i don't think my parents even eat candy
1: We would definitely eat her candy. (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, she's just, she doesn't eat candy. I mean, it's, and, and that's one of the reasons why. This one, ah. and we have a bowl. We have a bowl of Halloween candy, which we have mostly demolished. We have a bowl of already. Halloween
4: candy that was like six different types of candies, so it's now down to milk duds. Ah,
1: so, there okay. may be I some Rolos.
4: They were dots, and I was going to get really excited.
1: May be, I, there may be some Rolos in there if you like yes, Rolos. They're not
4: going to make it into, the milk duds are are going to be left for the
1: trick I almost out of out of shame. by the way, that the was the
4: reason why we can't eat those is because they will take our fillings out of our teeth.
1: Right. By the way, that's my wife Tish. Hi. Who doesn't want to talk in the microphone and suddenly is, like, <laughs> all over the microphone.
2: This is funny because I don't think my wife, who's our guest, wants to talk in the microphone today either.
1: <laughs> um, but almost out of shame, I almost bought another bag of Halloween candy because we've eaten most of the Halloween candy that's there.
2: Yeah. Oh. See, it's going to be different for us because we're vegan and our, we're going to raise our kids vegan. So we were talking about, like, how what do we how do you you know compensate for that? My idea was just the kind of, some sort of trade program. We're in whatever <laughs> candy they get and bring home that's not vegan, we'll take that, give them vegan candy, and then donate you know mm-hmm. the the non-vegan candy to underprivileged children, I guess, who need candy,
1: right?
3: Or pennies.
2: Oh, that's right. You explain to me this pennies thing.
3: When I was growing up, my dentist would trade a pound of Halloween candy for a pound of pennies. I think it's a really great idea.
2: Yeah, I don't know how many how much money would it be?
3: Like 30 cents, but <laughs> might, be. <laughs> might be.
2: A pound of pennies would be a lot of pennies. Now, what's heavier, a pound of pennies or a pound of feathers? It's the same. That's right.
1: Oh. oh. And this has been
2: Did the I brain. blow your mind? <laughs>
4: and why? and why do we know the answer to this question? Why? Because it's come up in the
1: Weight Watchers meeting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: A pound of feathers or a pound
1: of iron or something. They asked, and it's the same. Well,
4: yeah, yeah. So I, I, I that it's muscle and fat. Yeah.
1: Th- is the yeah. Now,
2: Oh, more- volume.
1: But Vo- we'll yeah. see. They're talking about it from a different, a different perspective. of volume.
2: But what's more, Weight Watchers points: a pound of pennies or a pound of feathers?
1: Feathers, probably. You think that's? More I of absolutely points? because well, in theory, f- there's. Something in feathers that's digestible. There's there's probably more nutritional value in feathers than pennies. And points are all about points are all about nutritional value. I mean, how many calories and fat, protein?
2: Okay. Oh, that's right. You could
1: eat feathers. You you, you could you could digest something in feathers. I huh? could eat feathers all day long. They're so good. They're light. Yeah. So they they, tick, they tickle when they go down. Mm, feathers. This podcast is sponsored by feathers. <laughs> pick up a big bag bag of feathers today <laughs> like a pillow baby <laughs> um yeah that so to answer your question yeah yeah I, I wasn't but that that old brain teaser saw has been around forever i didn't even think about that in, in the context of weight watchers well
4: they brought it up in the meeting before but i wanted to say something else about the candy of course she did yes because Jean and i were at target and up until this point <laughs> we have kind of shut out the lights in front and like no trick, no. Yeah. We're not going to, you know... Or oh, we have something to do. In Halloween. We either have cast. something
1: to do... We either have something we're, we're, to do... We're or not
4: doing the tr- handing out candy thing. And people still come and knock at the door. Yeah. You know, all the lights are out in the oh. the no lights in the living I mean, it's like, you know, now that we have a kid, we're probably become like those crazy people who, like, dress up and take pictures of all the kids that come to the door. Anyway, <laughs> we're in the Target aisle, and I'm like, we should get Halloween candy. You know, hand, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're arguing about what kind... I'm like, well, I don't want candy that we're going to eat, because... Then it's, like, no good to have it around the house. Right, and Gene's right. like, no, I want premium candy. Like, nobody wants Smarties. Like, why would we get <laughs> yeah, Smarties? Why,
1: why are you going to be the jackass who gets yeah, yeah. Well, Smarties? Yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't
4: matter because the Kit Kats that we bought aren't in there anymore. premium candy that we're supposed to save for the good people that come to our right. right. Well, here's, it all. well,
1: here's the thing. Here's the thing. <clears throat> as soon as we get out of the Target, out of Target she hands me a Kit Kat.
4: <laughs> Agreed.
1: And I was like, "Oh, good! I had one Kit Kat, and then it was like the floodgates open."
4: Well, and then he spilled it out all over the dining room table. So every time we passed back and forth, it was like candy, candy, candy. And I think I had like five or seven pieces the first day, or twelve. Some, yeah, I don't. It was like twelve points, I think. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so then I had to like, I put him in the bag, cinch him up tight. I don't want to, you know, like in the. In the
1: bowl, I don't want to have the visual stimuli and jeans, like, you know, picking through the top. Here, bring the bowl over here so you can ruffle You can <laughs> ruffle the plastic. Everyone, He's this. like, God, you tiny Shh. hole. Here's the old-time radio. What's in this candy bag? <laughs> oh, like, mi- milk milk duds. Or, like, foliar. I'm, I'm going to open this up. up. I'm totally going to open Were this up. Were there
3: any Reese's Cana Butter Cups yeah. Never.
1: I would have, there would have been no tickets. We
0: had way too many chocolate things going on. See, there are
1: Rolos high. there are Rolos and milk duds. I does. have never seen so many milk, milk duds <laughs> in one place before. <laughs>
4: That's why we bought Spyber There's Okay, let's, let's count these. Because none of the milk duds have
1: <laughs> No, I've eaten them. I need
4: did, did, Oh, I did eat a I've couple eaten
2: box. of it. Megan is examining the milk duds box. Well,
4: There's, they're called I'm milk I'm sure they're not not vegan. It
1: contains
4: milk and soy. They're being equal. Yeah.
1: There are five Rolos and like forty Milk Duds. Yeah, <laughs> was it one of those like
4: six pound bags? Like
1: no, we had a couple bags. Smaller bags. We yeah.
4: had one bag of various Kit Kat flavors: right. dark, white, regular. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean it was you know it was the United Colors of Premium
1: United Colors of Benetton of Kit, of Kit Kats. <laughs> and
4: then we, and then there was some other like multi chocolate that had like Take fives and what were the other things that were in there that we must have eaten Milky Ways and.
1: God, the gone so long, I don't even
4: know. I don't know.
2: When I became, Megan and I became vegan together five years ago, she had done it before, and she'd been vegetarian for a lot longer. I'd only been vegetarian for a year. So, like, right after we decided to be vegan, the white chocolate Kit Kat comes comes out. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be vegan, but just after I try one of these, one of these. So I had it, it was great, and that's the last uh, non-vegan thing I have knowingly eaten. I've Except for that human corpse. Right. Well, that doesn't count. Ooh, it's that the Halloween show. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't count because he contacted me on Craigslist, so asking. Oh, is that what it is?
1: Right. And there's uh, my mom turning the water Which around. I thought we could oh, ask man. her. We could
2: bring her on ask her about your Halloween costumes as a kid.
1: You know, I was thinking about
4: Halloween that. Halloween
2: candy because she lost all her
1: teeth when she was like 20 because she ate a lot of candy. Let's bring her on. No, no Joe! <laughs> No, just just let's just let's just let's just drop this okay. all right i didn't but that's the thing is I was thinking about this because it 's the Halloween episode and and we were going to talk about Halloween memories and stuff and I honestly i didn't have like elaborate Halloween costumes i i like i like i had like the the for those of you who grew up in the seventies those bag costumes with like just a mask and like a smock yeah, yeah no, I, had I mean yeah <clears throat> I, I, I don't, they don't seem to have those very. very they're
3: actually cool. At the dollar store, they sell things like
1: that. Right, 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 right. I um, wish I could remember. Because, like, I had like I had like I went as Casper, the a friendly ghost, like the, one of the earliest Halloweens that I can remember dressing up for, and it was literally just like the plastic Casper mask and the smock that had a picture of Casper, right, and friendly right. ghost on it, which is Ben
4: Cooper. Ben Cooper. He's the guy who made those costumes that had the plastic mask, and they're actually very collectible.
1: Ben Cooper. Ben Cooper.
2: You know, if you say Ben Cooper three times in the mirror, he appears with smocks <laughs> and <laughs>
1: plastic masks. Yeah, the, sh-
4: the shittiest costume ever.
2: Yeah. I had the werewolf one.
1: Uh I had like the werewolf, the mask classic Lon Chaney smock. werewolf.
4: Yeah, I think so. I had a poodle
1: one. Here you got know, it. You know what? Is this, gonna, this is probably going to screw something for that. Yeah, we're on Omni now. Whatever that means. Omnidirectional. <laughs> it means that the microphone is now receiving. Signal from right. every direction. And that was so, our tech talk segment. So you scoot up. And now you can talk.
4: I had the poodle one.
1: Was it a Ben Cooper, Ben Cooper rat, uh, outfit?
4: You know, I don't remember because I was like three. But I assume because that was such a big thing back then. My brother had the devil, which was very appropriate.
1: In retrospect.
4: Although I did, I was dressed as the hobo. Because
1: her brother is Satan. Uh. Ah, yeah. The father of lies.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, my parents also did the uh, housewife hobo type renegade costumes. Here, wear my house coat, or here, yeah. See, that's the thing is is is, 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 uh, that's probably like the first costume
1: costume that I ever had was like a hobo costume, you know. And and then I can't really recall anything anything particularly elaborate, you know. Maybe that's
4: why you have so many costumes now.
1: Making yeah. up for last time, but no, it's not like I didn't. No, because I dressed up like things when I was little. I mean, I dressed up like the cowboy thing. I, I used to dress up like a cowboy. My mom used to dress me up like a cowboy. I would go out like dressed up like a little cowboy. But I think that's more of a little boy. I mean, if you're a little boy, generally you can go around or superheroes. Like yeah, I remember dressing up as a uh, like a soldier at some point. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm not talking about Halloween now, mind you. I'm talking about just in my everyday like. I had a little cowboy outfit when I was little. Oh, okay, okay. But, 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 but so I think your your psychoanalysis of why I have costume stuff is, <laughs> is off base because I was always wearing costume. Please psycho- speak <laughs>
4: up. Gene no. um, has costume trunks.
1: Tish has vintage clothes trunks.
4: I do. I got rid of a lot of them when I moved in, though. Yeah.
2: Anyways. And I can't get
4: to them anymore in the garage anyway.
2: Yeah, I have like a, a big old case of, of Halloween masks from, I think like when I got into my early teens and in my teens I would just go, there was a specific store that was uh, ostensibly a place where dancers would get like their...
4: <laughs> leotards? Yeah,
2: but they also sold Halloween masks around Halloween.
1: Yeah, because goodness knows there can't be a huge market for dancer leotards. Right, right. Uh, I always wonder about stores like that Yeah,
2: I forgot the name of this place It was on Scottsdale Road um, and in, in Scottsdale, Arizona And they would have this awesome collection of You know, it's like $20, 30 You know, the rubber mask, the Tor yeah. Johnson mask yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that And I would buy a couple of those every year um, I think I kept most of them until
3: Now they sit in our closet
2: At one point though, that we I think we had a garage sale And got rid of a few of them We sold a
3: bunch, yeah Oh,
2: that's right To like some dude for like 50 bucks like a collection of but the
3: rest sit in our closet.
2: Yeah, in a box. But we will maybe will break it out for uh for this All Hallows Eve. <laughs> uh Saween is the Celtics uh, called it. The the Celtic people, not the Boston Celtics.
1: Well, if you said the Celtics. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. The basketball team. Larry Bird specifically. Yeah. calls it Saween. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sam Hain. <laughs> um, I don't know what I was gonna say. We're talking about costumes. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. So I don't really recall anything major. I must have worn stuff because I went trick or treating.
4: Maybe no, you just went not. in all black. No, no. You know what though? You know what? You know
1: what? Maybe I, I, I think I think I grew out of trick or treating relatively quickly, and we, we went to like Halloween parties and stuff. Right, like that, right, you right. Know? So like didn't really like I don't it, I, it, it's not like maybe in like like my like from like 7 to 10 was like my the salad days of trick or treating yeah I think yeah. that's like the prime trick or treating time but I, the rest of it I just can't recall until much later on yeah I don't know it's weird I, I think it has something to do with Silver Shamrock and their demonic you know, <laughs> their demonic microchipped masks oh, so dumb
2: I, I, when I was in my, well, I, I'd still dress up for like, but not trick-or-treating, but like in my, like 18, 19, 20, you know, like going to costume parties right? and stuff. I remember, um, I remember dressing up as E.T. Like I had an E.T. mask, mm-hmm. rubber mask to put on, and then I put on like a big white sheet over myself. And then, so then you... Like him on Halloween. I, I was going to say,
1: and then you, you stretched your neck out like those African tribes and <laughs> Stripes people, so... You the rings? The, yeah, the rings. And the <laughs> yeah.
4: And you put a light in your finger. <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: Yeah, forget getting a nose ring or something like that. <laughs> you're gonna go hardcore do that. Yeah. <laughs> I have, can't take these off without my neck collapsing.
4: <laughs> we actually dressed up the last few Halloweens. I haven't done it in a long time, but...
1: Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing is, like, with, during, as a kid... I mean, I, I think I dressed up...
4: You used to be in Halloween, like performances in front of people well right right right
1: right. yeah we well that's the thing is we did the haunted house uh for uh my my uh buddy of mine did a haunted house at his house and turned his garage into a, a little maze and um so yeah for a while there it was like uh just a plain old haunted house and then we did some theme stuff we did like a circus theme one we did a wild west theme one
4: um
1: But I was in costume for that because I did something. Yeah.
2: You've been in costume, Megan, for the last couple of years, I think. Maybe not last year, but I remember... At
3: school. I always dress up at school.
2: Right, right, right.
3: I forget what I was last year, though. I I remember you were
2: a 50s housewife one year.
3: Was I? I don't remember that. I'm Hello Kitty this year, though. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How are you putting that together?
3: Um, Pink dress, white tights. Hello Kitty mask. Okay. Of the oh,
1: how of the horrifying! The how horrifying is that? I was like, you just get like a big old, like huge block of styrofoam. It's <laughs> like not a,
3: like a real mask. It's like a, a hat that has her face on it. So like you have your face, but then her face is. Oh one boo! One. Forget yeah. that.
1: <laughs> I was hoping it was some horrible like bastard. Like a mascot
3: thing. I, oh. I had one like that
2: for Porky Pig. That was the mask I had. Like a mascot, it was like a huge. Well, I mean, not not that quite that big, but yeah. it was a pretty. Would you big
1: wear that with mask. a? Would you wear that with like a blue shirt and no pants?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: pretty much. You just go run around frightening people. <laughs> how awesome would that? How oh oh my god! How awesome would that be? Wear like a pair of flesh colored tights and little black like little black shoes with like the hoof cutouts painted on them. No pants. The old school Porky Pig with no pants. The big roly poly Porky Pig. How hilarious is that That would be
0: pick? frightening, actually. <laughs> it would be, with a little curly tail.
2: I've also seen, <laughs> Megan, pictures of you like all looking like zombie vampire bride
3: Yeah, but that wasn't Halloween. That was just like day-to-day <laughs> stuff. That was the bar hopping. <laughs> yeah, that was like... We used to go to a lot of midnight movies and yeah. dress up for them.
2: This was in San Francisco or right here?
3: San Francisco. Drag queen midnight movies every Saturday night.
2: Okay, was that the stuff with Martini, or?
3: Martini, my favorite drag queen. Yeah? She hosted.
2: Okay, what kind of movies? Midnight. I mean, like, like which ones? Which Midnight movies? Do you remember any of the titles? Like
3: the typical Midnight movies.
2: Rocky Horror? No,
3: what? not that typical. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: slightly atypical Midnight
1: movies?
3: Like Mommy Dearest. Oh, okay. And
1: yeah. See, that's that's definitely Bay Area midnight movie yeah. fair. <laughs> that's a little. Uh, that's a little on the uh, the pink side for midnight <laughs> Just saying.
3: I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I really don't remember. But we would dress up every week. Right. Because
1: okay. so. like midnight movies, midnight movies, you know, uh, uh, down here are like Rocky or um, UHF things like that. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, what else? No,
3: ours are like The Sound of Music.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a little gay cabaret. <laughs> Just a little. I saw, I know the first, uh, I found out when I started getting into the, the movie that I'm in, which now has a title, it's going to be called Well of the Beast, and we'll have, uh, director Emmett Casey on the show soon, but he turned me on to Alejandro Jodorowsky, and apparently Alejandro Jodorowsky's El Topo was considered the first Midnight movie, uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono introduced it in New York at a Midnight screening. And that was kind of like the birth of the Midnight movies, apparently.
1: Well, it must have sucked if they liked it.
2: <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan of, no. of Lennon and Yoko?
3: I hate Yoko Ono.
1: I know, I know. It's it, Well, I mean...
2: I, I, I honestly too many
4: people who like Yoko.
1: I honestly... Well, I mean, part of the problem, I think, is is... I think the Beatles are a seminal band Mm -hmm. but they're worshipped their contribution should be recognized but you know I want all the old people who really love the Beatles to just die um you know who worship them as a cult it's like I understand that there was groundbreaking stuff for when they came out but you know but but they were the Justin Bieber of their day
2: I I I I don't know if I agree with that. I'm not even the huge Beagle fan at the table. Uh, no, but I'm
1: saying, I'm saying, I'm saying. Yeah, that, that, to me
4: that, they were like Duran Duran. I don't just well,
1: but, but Teeny Bopper. I'm just saying that the Teeny Bopper reaction, that crazed fan thing. Mm-hmm. But no, they have yeah, the never Stones been such a thing too. before that, as far as n- well, not there was act. a little bit. There was a little bit of that for Elvis, but not as much. Right. Um, but that's what I'm saying is that they were that that they were the first wave of pop frenzy, of real pop frenzy, right? And that. While it is an interesting historical fact, does not make them a better band. I mean, they're definitely they definitely took they took rock music from, you know, where it was to a new place, mm-hmm. and and but the arc of their their career is is, meh, yeah. you know. I mean, there's interesting stuff they did, and and that contribution shouldn't be overlooked. But they are worshipped. They're worshipped. Right. Now, as a worshipper, Megan Marie,
3: I'm not a worshipper. I'm a big fan, but I like just George. I don't really like the others as
2: much. Yeah, do you think that Beetlemania is out of control?
3: Not anymore. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's under control by the that? use of recreational and over-the-counter drugs.
2: <laughs> that's, that's why they put the fluoride. In Some water. flare-ups, it's
1: like it's like herpes. Some flare-ups may occur even <laughs> law and medication. Ask your doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's the to, to me. It's it's like the the when you when you when you're a zealot. That's a problem. I mean, I think that's probably a that's probably a theme amongst my beliefs is is a, a unquestioning acceptance of the uh, you know how awesome the Beatles are. I'm like, dude, they there's some shitty Beatles songs. You would have to, you know, it's like, oh no, they're all great. Everything's <laughs> a classic, a gem. Whenever there's like a hashtag game on Twitter that does Beatles songs, mm-hmm. there's always like somebody posts like an obscure Beatles song. I'm like, yeah, that, that guy. I remember that? Song. It's kind of like, crappy. <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody thinks, when you think of like 10 Beatles songs, you don't think of that song. Right. You know. You probably think of the
3: crappy ones.
2: You <laughs> would like which ones?
3: Um, Why Don't We Do It in the Road? I'm sure that's considered a crappy song, but I love that song.
2: Charles, Man- Charles Manson seemed to like it enough to cover
3: <laughs> And Rocky Raccoon.
2: That's all like wide album stuff, right?
3: I don't know. I never know album names and stuff. I don't even really know song names, but those I know. And the underwater one. Not Yellow Submarine, the other one. Octopus is yeah. That's a Ringo song. Yeah, I love Ringo too.
1: Ringo's underrated.
3: He is. I saw him once in concert. It's really good. His
1: movie Caveman was great. <laughs>
2: have, have we lost Tish?
1: Yeah, we just wandered away.
2: Okay. What? What? Huh? I just didn't know if you wanted to weigh in on your favorite Beatles songs.
4: Uh, my Guitar Gently Weeps. That's a
2: good one. That's a fairly popular
4: one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that is a song that um, I have to like keep it on the station if I'm.
1: Yeah. You
4: know,
1: I don't know. Uh, mine are probably. Well, see, this is the thing: is I like I like some of the r- ridiculous ones too. Um, Gene
4: likes funny music.
1: I do like funny music, but mm-hmm. I, I but um, um come together. Mm-hmm. Come Together is the first Beatles song I remember hearing. And it's, uh, oddly enough, oddly enough, this ties into Halloween. I heard it laying in the back of a pickup truck, getting ready to go into a drive-in. It um, was playing over loudspeakers, getting ready to go over the drive into the drive-in to see Halloween. No shit, oh, wow. <laughs> no shit. Um, which I fell asleep halfway through because oh. <laughs> I was eight or nine. Your mom really. loves horror films. My mom really
4: loves horror films. Still loves horror films. Sure. And horror books. Yep. It's strange
2: to me. Horror literature. I have seen. I've seen some shelves of that at uh bookman. Were, no, what's it called? Bookfellows in Glendale. They have a real. A, Bookerinos? They have like a sci-fi horror bookstore. A mystery. You know. What kind of uh what horror books are around the house here?
1: Oh, mostly. I thought, well, the, oh, my yeah. mom. My, my mom will pick up whatever the library sale and read whatever pulp crap horror. <laughs>
4: Is um, the stand considered horror? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure, Stephen King.
1: Most of Stephen King's work is. Oh, okay. I mean, there's some stuff that's more fantasy. But She
4: likes the gorier the better, though. Like, certain mm-hmm. well, she, no, but thriller she, horror, she's... She's
1: she's pretty much omnivorous in terms of what she'll read. I mean, it, it's... No, but I mean, she in reads terms a, of movies... Crap. Oh, yeah, yeah.
4: She's like, you know, wants the most horrifying blood and guts mm-hmm.
1: possible. And... uh but, but as far as the books around here I, I, I tend to get anthologies because mm-hmm. when I was um, when I was growing up I'd go to the library and because um, I, I didn't necessarily know how much time I would have to spend I would pick up the short story collections so I would read like Shadows um, uh, I think it was Charles L. Grant um, edited those and um, there were a couple anthologies big and they were horror anthologies were like really big in the 80s Yeah, so yeah um, shadows and oh my god i'm totally blanking on it um but a lot of those stories so i got introduced to a lot of authors through those like manly wade wellman and um Rob, well i know robert block's work a little bit from the lovecraft stuff but but um some robert block short stories and a bunch of other stuff
2: yeah and megan you're a fan of the charlaine harris books i don't know if you consider those horror though what they base
1: They're it, like, on. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs>
3: romantic. Romantic werewolf fantasy. I don't know. I don't consider those horror at all. true blood. Yeah. They're true blood. They are.
1: That's the author's books.
2: Vampire yeah. lust. Yeah. I think okay. that series is officially called, like, the Sookie Stackhouse Mysteries okay. or something like that.
1: I am a vampire. Ben Acker, whom we have to have on the show, <laughs> and he and his partner, um, Ben Blacker, who run the um, uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour... The Twitter thing that they came up with for True Blood, every time I think about it, every time I think about it, it absolutely kills me because he 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 was writing tweets in the voice of Bill Compton, <laughs> in that like just over the top. This is not really a southern accent, southern accent, and so his so his tweets would be like Sookie, but spelled S-O-O-K-E-H. <laughs> like and vampire spelled V A M P I E, Sookie. I'm a vampire, <laughs> <laughs> and there's one he he tweeted months and months ago, and it it sticks in my head, and it's hilariously funny. It kills us every time. Um, is um, one time I bit a unicorn because I'm a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely kills, and that that to me in a nutshell is that that ridiculous level of like, you know, cornpone accent BS is. We've talked about this on the show. True Blood is the worst show that I watch.
4: Yeah, I like to, I like Gene to the
1: worst show that I like to watch, but <laughs> I will I go out of my way to watch because it's just so
3: ridiculous. It oh my is, god, it is, but I love it. It's, I mean, yeah, I think
1: it's good. It, but it's funny. It's funny because it's like there are moments in that show that are really good, that are really well written and fairly well acted, and then it's it's just mind numbing <laughs> crap. Oh my god, I can't believe it. Anything with um, Rutina Wesley's character. What's her name? Tara. Tara. Oh, see, I
4: don't like Tara either because anything with
1: her in it. I'm glad
4: glad to see her drive away.
1: She's. You know, she's not gone.
3: She's not in the books, so it bothers me that she's on the show.
2: And what don't you like about her character? Just just, she's she's a a victim. She's a chronic.
3: TV
4: interviewer Just so you know, (laughs) I I wonder how that might have happened.
1: (laughs) It's okay if you say she's black. She's
4: a chronic victim. She's a chronic victim,
1: and she's black. We got I, 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 I need to bring this. She's urban. I, I need to bring this back to you, Tish and her racism, her blatant racism. No,
2: but anyway, no, you have Lafayette on the show, who's awesome. You have. Oh, I
4: love uh, him, and he's black,
2: and gay. and and Tara's cousin, so they come from the same family. Well, I know, but she's awesome, Tara, like Lafayette.
3: I don't think he should be on the show either, even though I love him. I wish it stayed true to the books. Why do?
4: Why, I I don't I, I don't quite understand. The reading the book and then wanting the movie to be like like exactly like the book. <laughs>
2: well, the thing about Lockett's character is because he was like he was such a minor character. Like he shows up in the books just as a murder victim. Mm-hmm.
3: And only they, in, he's only in the first book,
2: right? And he they took that character and made it like a fully you know fleshed out character. But and this is from my understanding from you, Megan. Who's I read just it.
3: like it to stay true.
4: She's, really a <laughs> yeah. She's a purist. She's a purist. Because then I don't know what's going on. Like, I <laughs> That's the be- beauty of watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like to know what's going to happen. Well,
1: well, but I mean, also, I think the Lord of the Rings stuff is, is a good example, is is you want to see that picture, especially if it's really like Lord of the Rings, you know, I would say is, is about 75, 80%. You know, there's stuff they they there's stuff they cut out for time and, sure. and boring stuff where it's like I don't want to watch a bunch of midgets wandering around in the woods. It's like for two hours. It's well, maybe I do. <laughs> um, but easy to find in LA. <laughs> easy to find in LA. Um, but yeah, I, I think you want to see how how that director visualizes.
4: Did you read the Dexter books? No, I was going to say because there's only two, and then what do you do? When, when the season gets, continues, and you're like,
1: well, I, was looking I at- don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> According to Wikipedia, the hallmark of good research, I was um, uh, looking up the plots of the, the Dexter novels because I was thinking about getting them, and then I was just like, ah, i just look it up on Wikipedia. There's only like two, though. Right. And what they covered. Right. Um, but apparently, his sister finds out that. Spoiler alert, his sister finds out that he's a killer in the books. Oh. And is like, okay with that, I guess.
4: What well, sounds like the new, the new victim that he no, found. Don't talk about the new victim. Oh. We
3: haven't watched it yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're,
2: we're, we're, Megan is, we're
3: saving the la- the next three episodes for Halloween.
2: The, the right. <laughs> last week's. Tonight. Oh my God. What have you seen so far?
3: The last thing we saw was Julie Styles like yeah. run out of the basement, and he caught her.
1: Oh right. right. So I don't no, know. He had camp- caught her yet. Yeah.
3: Yeah, like he was grabbing her, and he's like, it's going to be okay, or like something Oh, out okay. yeah.
1: Oh, out of, of uh, What's-His-Face's the... house. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So
3: I don't know what happens with her, so right. don't tell me. Yeah, Megan
2: what has is... decided that we're going to watch uh, last week's tonight. It turns out she's Netflix. Jimmy
1: Smits. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, What's-His-Face. I... Who's the other guy? Which one? That he killed? The... Stokes. Stokes? Stokes? Stokes. 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 <laughs> yeah, Stokes. I do that a lot. <laughs> no, no, that's right. Yeah, Stokes. Stokes.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know, dude. I don't know. Well, but you've seen the subplot with um, with uh, his sister's fuck buddy. whose name I can never oh, yeah. remember. Um, Quinn. How Quinn. Do you not Quinn, remember
4: Quinn. that? Because it's, it's your I, daughter's I, money. I, oh
1: yeah, I should. I should associate. You're it out. I should associate Seriously. some douchebag with my daughter. Yeah, See, <laughs> That's yeah a people good really are
2: coming down hard on him on the internets, and I. I think he's a fine character i don't i think like he's that. a fine
1: character he's a dick yeah i mean he's well played because yeah. he's supposed to be kind of a dick and he and and he it comes across it's like I, Kenny i'm not, powers. I'm Kenny not powers. having a, a uh, yeah i'm not having i'm not having a problem with the guy how it's acted i'm just he's kind of a douche I, you know um but uh
4: or Batista's the
1: um, oh, if they show any more of like, and Angel and LaGuardia, <laughs> LaGuardia, yeah. whatever, no, whatever. whatever. Yeah, it's that's, like they're that's just unnecessary. Was this thing going to come in at thirty minutes and you had to pad it out for ten more of?
2: I I understand though, kind of the motivation <laughs> to, of having I a a biracial couple on television and it being Who like a good cares? thing.
3: Are they biracial?
2: Well, he's
1: no, Latino. They're, they're Is she's African
4: American, or she's Puerto Rican, Cuban. Or, they're Cubans. Oh.
1: She's a, she has, obviously, some Afro-Cuban in her. Yeah, yeah. Are. They're yeah. Cubans. They're all Latin. They're not. It's just Latino.
2: Okay, well, I, well I, I always thought of oh. that actress as uh, biracial. Well, she,
1: it, the is supposed to be Afro-Cuban. Uh, okay, Cuban. okay. I mean, it's just a mix. Right. Creole.
2: And so I understand, like, hey, you know, it'd be good to have, like, a... I'm not saying I agree with the execution. I'm
1: just saying I understand. It's not compelling. Who gives a shit? Right. It's I, boring TV with people I don't care equality, about.
4: is what I'm hearing.
1: But that's not entertaining. It may it may be an it's like interesting my father.
4: Whenever he he can't watch certain types of shows because he's like if if, if it's hard mm-hmm. to Difficult. watch, yes, or you know painful topics,
0: yeah,
4: it's not entertaining. Don't want to watch it. Just like Such uninterested. So. Yeah, I mean he watches things like One Tree Hill and Gilmore <laughs> Girls and like uh, very fluffy. Um, yeah. You know, Melrose oh, place way. like shows. by know. the way
1: her father's a 14 year old girl
4: <laughs> <laughs> I just found out
2: I don't know Gilmore girls
4: He's tackled about the some size of a 14 year old girl though. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: is. they tackled some pretty uh tough issues as far as like you know the the fall harvest and trying to finance the the fair in the middle of town and the arguments that uh is there is there a, tr- a hill see in show
1: I
4: haven't watched that show enough to. Know. Did,
1: at the end, at the end of every episode, does someone go up to the tree on One Tree Hill and, and talk about the lesson they learned?
3: Like in Parenthood, <laughs> at the end of every episode of Parenthood, like they have a big family dinner and everyone's getting along, even though even though they hated each other all
4: episodes. You guys really watch fun. Modern Family?
2: Yes, yeah. that actually, and you know what? We, we were not super we're surprised to so find that. out. But Meg and I had a conversation like, "Oh, I wonder what like the top shows on television are now like Nielsen ratings wise." And actually Modern Family, at least in the 18 to 34 bracket, it's like that and Glee are the top two shows on television right now in that sought after demo. Oh, I thought it
1: was I thought it was G Lee. I thought it was a show about Russia's Getty Lee. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Shane watches <laughs> it. Oh, forget obviously. it then. <laughs>
2: uh we're, we're not in that bracket I lots have, of wizards we're I, in the bracket above that Dragon, so. <laughs> what like wizards. <laughs> uh, but but yeah modern family is like really even though it's a i don't know if it's a populist show but it is a popular show and it's really good it's really funny and yeah they do have the sentimental mm-hmm. kind of under
3: yeah but it's not as bad as it is in parenthood
1: right you mean not as blatant, or just not no, as bad? Or they're not hacking, they're hacking each sh- other blatant. apart with machetes in on one scene, and then they're all like, "Pass the butter, ah, oh, oh, <laughs> wop." Um, I, I, everything I know about Glee, I learned from that sketch in Saturday Night Live. They had <laughs> <laughs> there's a gay dude, there's a dude in a wheelchair, there's some cheerleaders, and that's about it. <laughs> pregnant girl. Oh yeah, yeah, pregnant girl. Yeah, yeah. He's always talking about how she was pregnant. <laughs> right.
2: Glee was a it good show too, though I think. Oh, and Jane Lynch. And Jane Lynch is in it as well. Jane Lynch is awesome.
1: Jane Lynch is generally awesome. Yeah. We I'm, watched Party Down. Party Down was great, yeah. I
3: was sad that it
1: ended. Party Down has, uh, pound for pound, I think it has one of the best casts in, in, ever assembled. Yeah.
2: That was a show that we like, I was like, Megan, they're doing this on Netflix. You know, you can we can watch the second season. Do you want to... Check out the first season, see if it's worth it. And we were—that's like one of those shows we watched
1: the whole season over a, a weekend. weekend. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's a great show, and it has a lot of people that I really like. Um, on on uh,
2: on, the, on the topic of books and—I mean, it's Harry Potter. It's kind of—I don't know so if that
3: I would hate, fit in Halloween. I hate when things are different in the movie. Never,
1: never, never read the mm-hmm. books, never seen the movies. I'm the, I I am the control group.
3: I used to hate Harry Potter. Because I worked in a bookstore, and I hated the people that came in, and they were like crazy, fanatical people, but then I loved it, and it's <laughs> I, really good. I,
1: I, went into, I went into a Barnes & Noble when one of the books was coming out, and I don't know, one of the, the, <laughs> the, the person by the counter was like, oh, are you going to get the new Harry Potter book? And I'm like, well, first off, why are you asking me, like, I'm going to get the Harry Potter book? Maybe, maybe I had some science fiction or fantasy or something.
4: You look like a geek.
1: And maybe I look like, like <laughs> okay. a geek, um, and uh, and that's where I figured out I'm the control group. I am, I am not reading them. i not watching the movies, and the, the, we will see how the experiment pans out. <laughs> which, is, which is
4: surprising because Gene is like he reads like five books at the same time. I mean, he's a huge reader. You think he would just want to read them just to know what all the Hufflepuff mm-hmm. is yeah. about? But all G- the Hufflepuff is about. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I've absorbed. Some, I, I, I've absorbed enough of the, the trivium. Just what for,
3: would you say the plot is?
1: Well, oh, it's a bildungsroman. It's it's the story of a kid who goes to wizard school and all the adventures he has. Keeping
2: a tally. That is the third episode in which. Third or fourth. Yeah. Maybe the fourth. Ride in and we'll give you a prize. <laughs> you can tell us how many times.
1: Yeah, go back and listen to those back yeah. episodes. you will probably Thomas believe whatever answer you say. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I think it's probably four. But, uh, but please continue. I'm sorry. Well, it's about a kid who goes to wizard school and, and he has a destiny and all that other bullshit. I mean, it's it seems to be rather formulaic fantasy wrapped but it's around real. a building's Roman. But it's real. It's not fantastic. It's it's, oh, only. yeah. What, what, what's the story about that?
3: I think that it's all real. And all the real wizards hate J.K. Rowling because she let their secret
2: out.
1: Yeah, (laughs) probably right.
2: uh... So it's it's like uh, when um...
1: I just oh I hope it's not real in that (laughs) creepy British you know homoerotic boys all you know school uniforms way.
3: But they make like like the the Dementors. They make like the the bad weather. And the bridges fall down, and the earthquakes, so it's kind of like, I don't know, you could be religious, or
1: you Jedi. could believe in wizards. It's like people who are Jedi. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: See, I would figure the wizards would be standing around, and it'd be like, uh, you know, like the, how the Soprano, like Tony, they all love the Godfather. What, what? It's like the wizards all watching yeah, yeah, Harry yeah. Potter, and they're like, do it again, do it again, and you know, they they uh, except they reenact like stuff Snape does, as opposed to oh, Alcino. I,
1: I would say, uh, <laughs> yeah... Uh... I don't know, dude. But like but like I, I, I like um you know, I like fantasy books and, and, and I'm not averse to magic and stuff Because, like, like Jim Butcher's Dresden Files books are awesome. And um Glenn Cook did a bunch of pulp detective fantasy stuff, um uh Garrett files. They're really good. See I like
2: um I like uh, Hellblazer, Constantine, Garth Ennis, uh, who... The preacher. He's known for Preacher and uh, the best incarnation of uh, Punisher uh, that there's ever been. Preacher's one of the best. And Preacher is... Preacher changed my life. Preacher changed my views on religion, actually. On vampires. And on vampires.
1: They Um, never say vampire.
2: That's true. They never did say the word vampire.
1: But he does burst in flame in sunlight. Yeah.
2: Um, But... (laughs) He uh, he did a really good run on on Hellblazer. Oh,
1: spoiler alert! <laughs> Cassidy's a vampire.
2: <laughs> and um, yeah, that was all magic and things yeah. like that. It was good.
1: I, I don't know. I, I think first the first thing that put me off in Harry Potter is that it was a juvenile series. Um, and, and then the second thing that put it off is the Rabbit fan base. So Buffy was the same thing, and I probably would like Harry Potter. <laughs> Why the bu- face
2: about Buffy?
3: I don't want to talk about it. I didn't
2: know you were even
1: familiar with Buffy. No,
3: remember we tried to watch the... You that and I tried so to watch cool. the
1: pilot. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's the, the thing. The that's, that's the thing, is... is the crazy season, The first the, season, the, it was a mid-season replacement, so it's like 12 episodes, is awful. It's horrible. Worst thing ever. <laughs> there's, some, there's some interesting stuff, but man, oh, man, yeah, yeah. If you judge it on the strength of that first season... Boo. I mean,
3: we only got like 10 minutes
4: in and I was like, I can't watch this. Oh yeah, it's
1: horrible. I'm, 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 Gene,
4: I'm, Gene has like the entire yeah, yeah. collection. Well,
1: I, I had a friend who I, I have a friend, he's not dead. Um, I have a friend <laughs> yet, who yet, is he undead yet? yet, <laughs> yet um, uh, who was a huge fan, like dorky horrible Buffy fan. And I was like, no, I'm just never watching this. And um, FX was playing it in the mornings and I would come home and I'd watch whatever was on FX in the afternoon. And when I get up, it would be on FX The TV would be on FX. And so I would turn it on and like gradually I'd watch episode, a couple episodes of Buffy and it's really, really good. It's well-written. The characters are great. That first season, if I hadn't like got into it and then like, Oh, let's get the DVDs and we'll watch it from the beginning. Man, the first season is not very good <laughs> at all. Not very good at all. Really bad. But, but it, once you get past that and you get familiar with the characters and what's going on, it's, toward, especially towards the end of the show and and like Angel and the spinoff stuff, it's one of the best written, it's not dumb. It's not dumb at all. I mean, there's some really good stuff in there. You yeah. I mean, should, should give it another try. Just don't watch We can them. loan
4: it out to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Just, just... Consumes a large
4: space on our bookshelf.
2: You can actually watch them on Netflix streaming. I, I, right? I, would, I would
1: say don't I watch them? that first season, but there's some stuff... It, it, I hate it's, watching it's, things out of order. Like, it's yeah, I know. I'd have me to. <laughs> too. It's, well, it's bitter medicine, but but know that it gets really good. It gets really good, um, and then Angel's really really good. Um, and yes. it's kooky and stupid, and there's lots of fun stuff, and and there's lots of good stuff, and there's moments in the, there's moments in Buffy that where you just go, oh crap, you know. Um, I'm the least likely Joss Whedon evangelist you'll find. Um, but a lot of his stuff is very well written and good. And you know, people like Jane Spencer got their start on his, his shows, and they're doing interesting things now. So, give it another shot. But maybe I'll it. read Harry Potter. There you
3: go. I have I all the books nice. and movies. I think there's a trade. I smell a trade. <laughs> <laughs> I have dolls, too. <sighs> you have you really?
0: Yeah.
3: Dolls. You know, my Harry Potter not, dolls.
1: Not action figures? Uh, collectible they're big things. though. They're like this. Oh, so the twelve like, inch. No. like GI Joe size. For, for the no, for like, the podcast it, audience,
2: she's holding one hand down here and yeah, the other up yeah, there. I gay. hope that cleared that they're up. Yay, wide. Like, they're like eighteen yeah, inches. Tall. Eighteen
3: inches tall. Oh, really? So bigger and than his, a GI Joe. His hand goes like that, and and then you put his other hand out and you squeeze his belly. <laughs> this puff of air comes out through his hand and it makes a ball hover.
1: Just like the real, uh, what's his name? Who plays Harry Potter? Daniel Radcliffe. Yes. Thank you, Daniel Radcliffe. You squeeze his belly hard enough, a puff of air comes out of his hand. And a ball hovers. So <laughs> I bet you if he squeezes his tummy
4: hard enough, his balls would hover. I was going to say that happens to you all the time. How are you
1: doing? I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, yeah, all right. I don't even know where we are now. <laughs>
2: Music from this episode is from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Don't watch it.
0: Two orders to Halloween, 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 two orders to Halloween, Subversion
1: So you have a website, and <laughs> I understand you have a website that you blog on.
2: Tell us Hi, a, a, a snippet about, no, not literally.com. And you're kind of how you write in depth. <laughs> How you arrived at that?
3: I arrived to that
2: the you, regular way. <laughs> did you start out as uh, strictly a wedding vlogger?
3: Yes, I started out vlogging about our ridiculous wedding.
1: What, what about your wedding made it subject to ridicule?
3: It was really expensive <laughs> and <laughs> vegan and everyone thought it was ridiculous. But that's okay, because I got... Because I felt like, you know, we filled was a little it your, space. Was we a
1: special day?
3: It was not. I mean, it was special, but it wasn't that special. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know you think it was very special. It was special. But it's just, like, one day. and I wrote about it for, like, a year. And then it was over.
1: Now, yeah. So, would the word anticlimactic be?
3: A little bit. But it's okay. Like, I'm not disappointed or anything. But it's just, like, I can't read all those things anymore. Like... All the other people that blogged for the website, they still do it, and they still talk about weddings, and they all got into, like, wedding planning and wedding photography, and it's just like, I can't do that. I, I don't care about they weddings. They want the magic alive. They do, and I just don't care.
2: So you decided to start a new blog, more yes. of, like, a lifestyle, crafty kind of thing?
3: Something like that.
2: And some food things.
3: Yes, it's called No, Not Literally.
2: And where'd that title come from? As if I don't know. It's Hardy. a
3: Morrissey reference, of course. It always comes
1: back to Morrissey.
2: Right. It, it does. What's the the whole lyric? It's from the song? Um, I honestly don't remember. It too, I don't know. Oh, honest,
1: I honestly don't remember it does sound like a Morrissey song. I like <laughs> honestly don't remember. It's not like It's not easy being Morrissey. Spending all your life. Slightly depressed.
4: He's laughing his way to the bank.
1: I don't think he laughs. I think he has someone laugh for him. Chuckle. Exactly. (laughs) I don't think he opens his mouth when he laughs. He just kind of goes. (laughs) Smirky. Yeah, that's like that's like uproarious laughter for Morrissey. I think.
2: Yeah, they used to say that about Kurt Cobain that he would never laugh, and so if you saw him smirking at a party, that was the same thing as you know, R O F. R O
1: F. R no. or, or, or R O T F L. Yes. Rolling on before laughing. Have some milk duds. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, Kurt Cobain kinda of sound like a bit of a douche. Where are you getting that from? <laughs> if that's true. Oh just that one thing? If that's true. Oh. Well there was just a <laughs> oh <laughs> The disaffected smirking in the corner thing.
2: Well some people just don't
1: laugh.
3: But
4: it was original back then. <laughs> was it? It was. Was it? This reminds me of whenever I went to see Gene perform stand-up. Once. Once.
1: Yeah, once. And it one was about time, halfway The one time you came to see me do stand-up.
4: I think that halfway through the set, I laughed about something. Yeah. And he was like, that was my wife laughing for the first time. And like calls it out. And I'm like... Uh,
1: "How You sit in the front row, and you don't laugh. Comedians? And I'm pregnant. Comedians? You
4: know what? It wasn't funny to me. I was pregnant.
1: It wasn't funny. The show wasn't funny? <laughs> I'm <not gonna> <laughs>
4: that I am not going to
1: talk about That I called you out?
4: Yeah, I didn't want to be called out. Why were you, you know... Then
1: don't sit in the front row. This is my point. My point is, is I would have called anybody out. I was by myself. Oh.
3: I, were you negatively pregnant? Like, pregnant, pregnant?
1: Uh, it was December, if I recall. I was like four months pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Um i uh it was noticeable okay. me it was mis- but I would person. but 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 that's the thing is, I would have called out anybody sitting in the front row who sat through half my set without laughing and then laughed at something
4: well, it just made me think when he said some people just don't laugh like i even stuff that I think is like hilarious that we're watching on t v very rarely do I actually have like the outburst you I, you're you're more of a it you have to pause, rewind, laugh again. It's, you know, and I don't...
1: It depends. Why do you think Jane and I get along? So. <laughs> it, 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 depends on, it depends on what it is. I'm just like, a stuff that I stuff think is
4: hilarious, I don't necessarily laugh there's at. There's a
1: lot of stuff that I think is funny that I don't laugh at. That I just give, like, the appreciative, oh yeah, that was... I, 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 or I'll say that was a good joke. <laughs> you know, I won't laugh. But But don't feel like you're being singled out because you're my wife, because... Never I, I guarantee you. Ask <laughs> ask ninety nine out of a hundred comedians. Um, if someone's sitting in the front row of a show, they notice it, and you can see if the lights are right, you can see someone, and they're not having a good time, or they're sitting there like with their arms folded, and then they suddenly laugh at something. You're gonna you're zero in on it. It's, you can't not notice that. You can't not notice it. Guaranteed. You just happened to be that I had a I could pull immediately like was my wife laughing for the first time at something.
2: <laughs> now, Tish, I've been with you when we've seen Gene do improv, so it's not like you never came out to shows. Oh, and that's you, true.
4: With baby in tow. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, I remember us both laughing pretty heartily. Oh, I'm
4: fun. <laughs> oh, <ho, ho>, <laughs> I'm fun. Oh, Miss I... <laughs> <laughs> She laughs now. ha <laughs> ha! I'm gonna start doing that when we Good, go to should. see you. I'm gonna
1: be like be, <laughs> be a booster. Is what I'm all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh boy way I like it. Oh, so so you wanted to keep the magic alive with the wedding. See, my, my take on wedding stuff is I, I'm kinda of like the only people that matter in the wedding is the people getting married, you know, ultimately. And and to me everything else seems extraneous.
4: So we had eighteen people at our wedding.
1: Right. You know, it's like, frankly, I, I totally, I am the least hippie dude you'll ever find, but I totally get the whole, let's go stand on the mountaintop. That's what ex- I wanted to do. And exchange our vows. Because really, I don't care if the state thinks we're married, because I've been married before in the eyes of the state, and it didn't it didn't take. So it's like, it's, it's, it's all about the relationship between the two people. And it has not a goddamn thing to do with, you know, who files what on their health insurance. You know, but unfortunately, in this modern world, that's how you had to play it you know so I think the wedding industry is a just a huge scam,
4: so what you're saying is for the price of your wedding, it was
1: would you do it again, knowing what you know now?
4: um no, I'd do it differently yeah, yeah. I would
3: probably I wouldn't st- blog about it <laughs> <laughs> no i would I would probably still blog <laughs> about it, even though like when we posted our budget and stuff, and like when we said that we um we're having only vegan food. When we posted some of that, I got some negative comments. Like, don't you care about your guests? Like, how are they going to do it without meat? I'm like, really? You can't have a, a one meal? <laughs> one single meal without meat? And, like, even my mom, she's like, what do you mean there's not going to be chicken or fish? And I'm just like, you know, we don't eat chicken or fish. What about tofu? <laughs> I have or, a friend that's vegan that had a vegan wedding. Or and I was talking to Brody
4: about how they had, like, some kind of ravioli was the main dish, and it was very creamy, and I uh-huh. was asking the chefs, like, how how does a vegan dish have this much cream action going on? And he said it was made from, like, cashews. Yeah. 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 So, yeah.
1: Fat. All cream yeah. is, is fat. It was very and good. Cashews are really fatty. Yeah. And, re- and rather neutral. And
4: I know it was very, it was like, they didn't spend a whole lot of money on their wedding, but that was, like, their thing. The thing the that they wanted. Yeah, they spent a lot of money That's on That's what we food. spent the most yeah. on, also, was
3: food.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I just I I don't I think people are idiots that that can't find something delicious to eat wherever they're at. It doesn't matter right. whether it's vegan or not. Um, yeah, so that's just people being dumb or not. Or, or, or to be honest, you know, I my my grandfather, um, he had uh, diabetes and had a special diet. You know, you know, back in the day. Diet food and vegetarian and vegan stuff was considered, considered diet, was shitty. I mean, all that stuff was horrible. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't a lot of good options, and and people didn't know how to cook it, and people didn't care about it. You know, it was something that was like, oh, you have to eat this shitty meal. Enjoy. We were talking about this the other day, the vegetarian plate, the diet plate, because I was eating um uh you were eating cottage cheese. What was I eating cottage cheese? What well, doesn't matter. I was eating cottage cheese and like pine- pineapple or something, and it yeah. was totally like the 60s diet food diet plan. <laughs> it's like oh i'll just have a, some grapefruit and, and and some cottage cheese right. you know and it's like like a leaf of lettuce <laughs> cottage cheese know. is
4: actually kind
1: of yeah now but that's but you know it's like food back then was all bland and horrible you know and and unless you lived in a place where they had like you know an indian restaurant like it was authentic you couldn't get vegetarian food that tasted like something you'd want to eat and i think a lot of people think you know that's the way it is, mm. like, no. yeah, I
4: feel like I could I could be a vegetarian. I could never be a vegan because I like dairy products too much, like cheese i just I just feel like I wouldn't be able to live without cheese. I'd live without I love that I love
3: cheese, but I don't want to eat crap that comes out of a cow, so
1: what about human milk?
4: I would drink human milk,
1: okay, so is it is
4: it? Is your? Ugh, I hate to even like bring up this topic. Oh, and, do, oh, oh!
1: Please do because it always is hilarious. <laughs> and if you can't tell is the it, sarcasm <laughs> in my voice, I'm going to make it explicitly clear.
4: I just want to ask the. No, little, go ask because, the I just want to ask, ask the, the question. one ask question. Ask the question. Are you vegan because you? What? Why are you vegan? Can it I, be a short answer? <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah, can I can can a a short answer. Three, relatively short. I never liked meat. I never
3: really ate meat growing up. I didn't like it, so I went vegetarian. Then I was thinking, like, hey, all these things come out of animals. I like animals, but I don't want to drink and eat things that come out of their bodies. To me, that's disgusting and wrong. So, short answer.
4: (laughs) So, disgusting and wrong. So, my friend that's a vegan, like, she has a, she has a, it's a life thing for her. Like, she's, can't take away from... Like she's well, so pro animal, yeah, yeah, right. That's part of it. No, because the well, the disgust part, I don't, I haven't actually.
1: Did you grow up around animals or no?
4: Um, cats, those are <laughs> not animals, <those> are <laughs> and she and my friend's been like a vegetarian since she was like nine, right? Yeah, I yeah. was like 12, yeah. yeah, Those are not
1: animals, those are pets, that's yeah, totally no,
4: good. not around animals.
3: I never liked the taste of meat ever, right? Like,
1: no, I'm I, that's some people so that's don't.
3: most that's why I went vegetarian because right, right. I didn't like it, and then it progressed
2: into like I had more, not just. Like what you've called the ick factor i think yeah, yeah yeah but also into
1: a there's like an ethical element
3: well yeah that's part of it
1: i i think a lot of i really do think a lot of it has to do with the fact that people aren't people aren't connected to the food they eat i think because i i grew up around farms and stuff and in, not in rural but like semi when when the parts of california i lived in still had farms and you know there were chickens and eggs and things and if you see it happening in front of you I I, I think it's totally different if you understand what's, what's going on and, and frankly the more I'm around chickens the happier I am to kill them because they are unpleasant animals <laughs> and, and, and they should be eradicated
3: we saw some chickens eating El Pollo Loco the other day <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. right yeah 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 it we was were, horrible. we were in um
2: <laughs> we were on the way to uh I guess just like the Hollywood we were era. like in
3: East, East Hollywood yeah yeah
4: Eho.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say that. Eho. <laughs> oh. oh, which reminds me, quick tangent. I saw uh, our guest Lauren Weedman. Oh yeah, 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 Perform. Yeah, at, was uh, It was great. It was a wonderful show. It was hilarious, uh, poignant, in, po- yes. um, and poignant. Yes, and the the Steve Allen Theater uh, and the Center for Skeptical Inquiry, or what's it called? I actually want to do, like...
1: Scientific inquiry. Isn't it? Yes.
2: I mean, it's all about skepticism and things like that. It's really It's cool. about not being a jerk. <laughs>
1: skepticism yeah, is not you, about not being a jerk.
2: Have you been to the... I have not. Well, we'll talk about it later, but... Because I want to do, like, a whole show about that place, if we can. Like, yeah, with, yeah. talk to the people there. It was really cool. Um, okay. Center for Inquiry West, I think it's called. Yes. Yeah.
3: That is what it
2: is. Yeah. It was really awesome. Megan and I enjoyed it. Um... And yeah, parking lot was huge. I love how I, I love how I boil
1: <laughs> you know uh, critical thinking into uh, something about not being a jerk. <laughs> I could probably rationalize that. I could probably figure out a way to explain that. Because you
4: often come off across as a jerk when you're critically thinking about things.
1: When I'm when I expect other people to come up to the same level of critical <laughs> thinking as I think when it comes down to.
4: He gets fired up. I do get fired up. Certain topics.
1: People are dumb. People are dumb and they make shitty decisions because they, they don't have the facts. And they, they 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 prefer to not explore the facts and weigh them in a... Um...
4: This is a common conversation, being parents. Because I'm a little more... Not quite this way. <laughs> this way. <laughs> I'm not a gun enthusiast who's... My child will eat meat and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like... I'm like... Can't we all get along? Like... I don't need to be a vegan, but I can respect the vegan. And, I, rest, no, I absolutely respect, I, 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 I respect
1: anybody's choice. I, I respect anybody's lifestyle choice that doesn't hurt anybody else. I mean, I'm a libertarian in that respect. I don't really care. But I do care about okay. junk science. <laughs> no, I do care about junk science. Yeah. If someone comes up to me and says, milk is filled, filled with pus, I'm going to be like, um, okay. I mean, it's pasteurized and it doesn't matter. And it's like, it still has nutritional value and people all around the world drink it. Mongolians drink it, and, you know, it's like, it's, it's a staple. There's a reason for it. Some people have lactose intolerance. Totally get that they don't want to drink milk because it makes their tummies hurt. But, you know, don't come to me with junk science. You want to tell me that battery farming of chickens is cruel to the chickens? I'll be like, probably, but, you know, it's like getting eaten by a hawk is cruel to a chicken if it's out in the yard. You know, it's like life is, a, life is cruel, and I don't have a problem eating meat. Some people do. You feel free. Do whatever you want. As long as it's not hurting people and as long as it's not infringing on my choices. You know, it's like animals should be killed cleanly and humanely. You know, they should live, you know, they, animals taste better when they live good lives. You know, it's like, it's like chicken. <laughs> tasty, tasty animals. That's the whole reason. You, well, you eat, you eat meat for nowadays because it's in our society it's not about survival. You don't eat for survival, most people. of the people in this country, even the poorest, don't have to, you know, scrounge around for whatever they can find. Um, You know, so you eat for flavor and things like that. And and as a Westerner, I can afford to live a lifestyle that up until 100 years ago was only available to royalty. So I could have free-range chickens when everywhere else in the world, they're all free-range because you keep them in your yard. You know, it's like people have a more connection to their food because... They don't go to the supermarket and buy a prepackaged chicken that's been sitting for who knows how long. The reason we have salmonella and listeria and stuff like that is because we have factory farms, because we're supporting a huge population that eats a lot of food. But ultimately, underlying all that, my philosophy is immaterial. Everybody can do whatever the hell they want. Just don't start fucking with my shit. You know? I agree. And that's absolutely true. (laughs) Don't start
4: fucking with my shit. Yeah.
1: It's like you know, it's I I I do have I have a skeptical problem with the the um, equating animals with people, okay, um, I, I think that's squishy logic um, because they're not people. <laughs> they're not capable of the same, you know, depth and breadth of feeling as as humans.
4: You guys had this discussion. What we have. We we had the Fourth of July mm-hmm.
1: episode that that did not get aired. We're, we're going into this <laughs> territory, and like I said, I totally had the disclaimer at the beginning. This is not funny, and it's not fun. Um, but I I think that there's I think that there's when you know what how the world works from that micro level, it makes the macro level different. And and that's not to say anybody's choice is wrong. I'm just saying that that I see the world the way I see it. And that's not necessarily bad or different, you know, from anybody else. You
3: know? No comment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you love animals, and you and you I and don't. you consider them on the same level as people. And I no, don't. I don't. Oh, I don't okay. consider
3: them on the same level as people, but I I think they deserve to be alive, right? And not milked with machines. <laughs>
1: so hand milk cows are all right then.
3: If you want to drink their milk, yeah, go ahead. Right. Just don't hurt them. Yeah. And don't try to make me drink their milk.
1: No, I'm not. I, nobody wants it. Though.
3: But when you say like, you know, animals are not people. They're not on the same depth. It's like they're not. Okay, I I agree that, with that. But then, like, what about someone who is like mentally not all there? They're not on the same depth as you either.
1: It Someone's depends on how It, like an it it's, it's depends on how profoundly retarded they are. But I still think that even if you're, even if you are. Um, oh, we're talking
4: about retards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> even if you're, even if you have an IQ of, of 40, you're still capable of, you know, of, of human emotions. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's the same. I just think that the people who make that argument that that a chicken's life is equivalent to a human's life are wrong. And I'm not saying you're saying that. But if you love animals and you don't want to eat them, that's fine. But if you're saying that animals are on on equal par as people, you need to prove that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Not you, you, the big you. And when when those PETA arguments and things like that come out, I'm like, this is bogus. This is this is just as bad as you know, this is just as bad as as any junk science. Black people have smaller heads, their brains are small, so they're not people or whatever. You know, I mean all of these things that have phrenology and things like that have come out. It's like you just want to support your point, you know. And I, I'm I, at the at the end of it, I'm a libertarian, and I say, whatever you want to do, you do it. And That's however- what I
3: say, too. Yeah, yeah, Bernie yeah. always says that like that. So well, no, it's funny. I,
2: you actually, yeah, you're... The door, back door open. Politics are kind of libertarian in nature, not in the, like, Tea Party, co-opted libertarian sense. The actual yeah. pure right. Gene George style right. libertarianism. Right. Where-
1: Don't fuck around with other people's shit is really the, is the core of that. It's like I don't care. Do what you want to do. I, I, I agree. I think. You now, know, Who cares?
0: You're not yeah, and I'm me. not arguing with you. I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm
1: getting fired up over in general over that whole, <laughs> like I said, this this you know skepticism and 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 critical thinking. It's like if you're going to come to a conclusion, you need to get there by you need to get there by a path that includes logic and not magic.
4: Have some
1: Rolos. Yeah, and that's and to me that's the biggest problem with a lot of that stuff. Whether it's you know creationism, or you know people who come to their to their veganism in a place where it's, I think, not well thought out. You know, I, I think there are people who for for whom it is a religion and that requires faith and not fact. And anything that requires faith and not fact, to me, is suspect. And and that doesn't mean you you don't you know you, you don't give people the basic dignity of respect of their belief. But as Tish said, I get fired up about it. You know,
4: there's certain things I just like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've had arguments about astrology before, and it's. And I'm just... not
4: that it, I'm not invested in astrology, but.
1: But I get but I get heated up about it. But I'm I... so stupid. But, I'll, so stupid. but uh, if I'm sitting What's in that? a waiting
4: room, I might I hate read.
1: Astrology.
4: Okay. <laughs> but if I'm sitting in a waiting room, I might just have casually read it. But I'm not like don't live my life by the stars or anything. But there are people in... that are. I but, know. You know
3: I know. I know personally people who like totally
4: uh, believe in absolutely, all of
3: that, and it's really weird.
4: <laughs> well, we one of the things that, and I hate to bring this up too because it's another one of jeans. It's well, I'll just say this: jeans like why do you have to see, like? If we go somewhere and we're like, like last weekend we went to have dinner with another mom I met in my breastfeeding support group, and I don't know her very well, but I was like, for all I know they're vegetarians. Like I don't, they're inviting us over to dinner. I have no yeah, idea what yeah. you know. And if we go to situations like that, I'll, like, try to, like, (laughs) prep Gene. I'm like, I don't... He's like, what do you think I'm going to do? Like, (laughs) just... Ah, me, bro. Like, whatever. (laughs) Well, because one time we were talking about vaccines with my friend, and he totally, like, exploded, and she was just like...
2: Oh, see, now you're getting into good territory here, because I would really... I would say, Megan, that you're... uh, While you're not interested in wedding stuff anymore, you definitely have... Become uh, and then you're pursuing a degree in like kind of child stuff, and you know about. Do they have a degree in child stuff. Are you in the,
1: a good child stuff program? <laughs> Something like. That. But but
2: yeah, so I'm sorry. Continue.
1: Well, vaccine, I don't know about the vaccine. The, the problem, the, the problem with people, people so, no, trusting 60... junk science to their choices of vaccinating their child is vaccines and not vaccinating children can kill people. It can kill people. It can take diseases that we have eradicated and bring them back. You know, it's like if, if you want to choose to, to to risk your child's life, I'm willing to go I'm willing willing to go out on a limb and, and risk that like your your child is, is you know there's a zero point zero 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 one percent chance your child's gonna have a problem, you know, with a vaccine. And that is an acceptable risk for the thousands and thousands and thousands of lives vaccination saves. Is that your viewpoint, Tish?
4: Um, no, I wasn't, (laughs) I wasn't the other end of the argument. I think that I'm, I, I'm more ambivalent about it. Like, let's say Jean was the other way and was like, maybe we should like break them down and do them like spread them out. Like I would be like, okay, you know, I'm not, I don't feel strongly about it one way or the other, Mm -hmm. I guess. But my friend was talking about her brother who is kind of takes the other side of it. Right. And, um, Jean just like, you know blew up on her. And I was kind of like, oh.
1: Because most we will ever talk
4: about that topic again. <laughs> Most of
1: the arguments, most of the arguments uh, anti-vaccine are backed up with junk science that's been debunked. Well, they keep... There's just, a single... The, there's a since single... Then, autism-
4: actually, I keep... I read articles about yeah. it because yeah. it was like in my face. Yeah. And um, now that I have a kid, but um, everything, you know, since then that I've read keeps saying that they... That one... Whatever group of tests, all the other doctors except for like one came back and said it was. Yeah, there a were. 12, standard. I think there were
1: eleven or twelve doctors involved but, in that study, and, and so everybody no else group. pulled out except for one dude, right? Who's a crackpot? That, and that's. What he's I'm the the whatever nine out of ten dentists recommend. You know, yeah. chewing, he's the one dude that's <laughs> like, ah, chew sugar gum, don't <laughs> care.
4: <laughs> but I mean, I guess I don't. I didn't. I don't think about it from Gene's perspective that you're you know, harming all these other people. Because I, I said, you know, for I said that to him, too, about going to this friend's house. I'm like, you know, I don't know how they've got well, vaccines. Maybe they're... he's like, well, that's okay, because my kid's vaccinated, and I don't... Yeah, whatever.
1: let them be little festering cesspools and <laughs> smallpox and, <laughs> right. you know, whatever. But that's the thing, is that the whole reason we have the system of vaccinations is because of smallpox, one of the most dangerous, contagious diseases ever. You know, it's like the whole reason why, you know, how pox was discovered to kill smallpox is because people were trying to figure out a way to prevent this horrible disease from rampaging through things
4: I think that like to in gene's defense gene is very he's very well read and like i don't i'm just not i i can't I'm one of those people that's, like, hypersensitive to other people's drama and pain, so I try to, like, stay away from it, like, the news and whatever right, as right, much as right. possible because it brings me down. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, ignorance is bliss, sort of, this <laughs> sort of per- perception is where Gene, like, knows about all these things, and he has, like, more background information as to whatever, and I'm kind of like, why? Well, I, I don't I'm necessarily wrong.
1: have a problem with it, the ignorance is bliss mentality. I have a problem with the... I have an ignorant belief, and I'm unwilling to challenge that belief and, and figure out if there's something else that's true, and I will cling to the fact that Jenny McCarthy said vaccines cause autism. What's funny,
4: she recently, I heard her on NPR, um, or maybe it was, no, it was like some other radio station, it wasn't NPR, but even though I didn't know that too much, anyway, she was talking about how she changed her son's diet recently, and how he's a normal 8-year-old now, that like... She Stop yeah, taking his gluten
3: free will like cure autism. Yeah, like I mean, I've
4: that. heard that I have a friend too that like works with Down syndrome children, and she's kind of had that point of like diet being a huge component of
1: well, there's no question that our diet's radically changed over the last hundred years. I mean, there's just sugar and all kinds of crap, but know. I
4: think like I, I kept thinking like just how sugar. shitty for her for like eight years to have this kid that is not, I mean, you know. Not operating right, right, and then to find out it's like some stupid simple solution. It's so she came out and angry. said it's probably
1: not vaccines, right, and people should get their kids vaccinated. She
4: right? didn't know. She didn't say that, but she said, you know, she's he's she, he's not taking his autism medication, and the diet is doing better than anything else. <laughs> is there a comment yeah. yeah.
1: counterpoint.
3: I you know I work with kids, so I don't know what to say like. I see both sides of the argument against vaccines, and I know people who have severely autistic children who are 100% convinced that it is because of the vaccines, that, you know, they had a three-year-old running around who was perfect, got a vaccine, and a week later was showing signs of autism. So, like, I see their side of the story, and I also see, whereas, like, when I was a kid, you get, you know, you're you know smallpox measles mumps whatever right, right you get your 10 vaccines and you're done and now when i see that like kids are going and getting like 40 vaccines it does seem a little excessive to me really yeah like because i fill out the vaccine forms so yeah. i have to fill out what all the kids have gotten and they get a lot of vaccines i mean there's ones that like we require chickenpox and um you know, the flu shot, whatever pneumonia. There's all these different ones that you can get now that that I don't think were available. I mean, I know I have my vaccine sheet. I, ha- I never got that many vaccines, so I think that that is a little much. Like I would never give my kid a flu shot, or like chicken pox vaccine. It's like get the chicken. The worst pox. thing I, I can say know, about like,
1: the the worst thing I can say about empirical data about flu shots is every year I get a flu shot, I get the worst flu I've ever had. <laughs> That's
3: what I've heard from people. I've never had a flu shot, and I've also never had the flu. So, right. like or at least
1: you've, you've never had the flu bad enough that you recognize the, anything this. more than a cold. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. So,
3: Same here. I'm not.
1: If you've had a cold for two weeks, you've had the flu. Right.
3: <laughs> so I just don't. I don't know. I see both sides of the story. I would definitely vaccinate my child. Right. But I don't think I'd do all of them. I think I would be kind of picky and choosy about it, maybe right. doing it on a different Well, schedule. I think things
1: like that, I think unless there's a flu epidemic going around, we we give, you know, Matilda has a flu shot, but, um, uh, plus she I, just got a flu Plus shot. I Definitely. work, I work in healthcare, so I have to get everything, because right. that, even though I don't work in a hospital, I, You're required. Yeah, I'm required. If I go, you know, if, all employees have to go, so I get whatever, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think to me the problem isn't the people; it isn't the decisions that are being made. It's how they're being made. If you're if you're weighing the evidence and saying, you know, not going to do this or this is excessive, like your point of view, yeah, I think you're giving it some thought. But I think a lot of people just don't give it thought.
4: You know, the interesting thing I was listening to something on NPR about the whole vaccine debate a while. I think it was when I was pregnant, so like two years ago, and they were statistically parents. Basically, weller off people... Yeah, more affluent. ...tend to not give their kids the vaccine. Like, more kids in charter schools... Good, kill the rich. Kid- I mean, it's just... It, it, I, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. It's like
1: creationism. I'll come back to that. We shouldn't be arguing about this. You know, we should not be arguing about this. This is not, you know... Fairy stories are not facts. You know? If you want to say... You know... If you want to not vaccinate your kids, fine, that's your choice. But don't argue it from a standpoint that's junk science, or garbage science. You know, it's like if you're afraid, fear is a natural thing in human beings. We you can deal with fear, but don't base your fear on something that's ridiculous. Right. You know, and that that to me is it. You know, there's always going to be people who have a reaction to something foreign that's in their body. You know, it's, and and sometimes that reaction can be real rather severe. But boo. So yeah, vaccines, is what I'm saying. I wanted to ask, go back, if you
2: want to talk about it, uh, about the breastfeeding group? Yeah. I'm interested in that because I know that Megan is a proponent of that. I, anything I know about kids and child... Like, I, I came into this marriage and the idea of starting a family, which we don't have kids at this point, but I've kind of... That you know of. Right, exactly. My policy is whatever Megan says, we'll go with that because she knows this stuff. And so... <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about this group, because that's something I think would, it sounds interesting.
4: Well, uh, basically, breastfeeding is not easy for most people. So, um, I got some really bad advice in the hospital, and then I called a, a private lactation consultant who ended up running this support group at the Verdugo Hills Hospital, which is really awesome, and basically, women sit around and... Uh, Talk about titties. They, they <laughs> breastfeed as a group and she goes around and checks everybody's latch to see and like troubleshoots problems that they're having. For those of us who
1: don't know what latch is, what is that you're talking about?
4: <laughs> how the baby grabs onto the nipple and how deep or wide it is and uh yeah. proper
1: proper nipple orientation.
4: Yes, proper grasp um which can be tough. There's just all kinds of problems that can I mean, you hear the pain, it's painful. Sort of thing. <laughs> and, you know, she few, heard the word nipple. And few, woke up. Yeah, um, she's hasn't been breastfed in like six months. So, but um, you hear about the painful, you're like struggling with the pain issue. But there are all these other things that you could, you know, like your milk supply could drop, and you're not producing enough milk for your baby, or like in my case, like one one of my boobs like had quick letdown, so she would she would latch correctly but then back off of it to like overcompensate for the flow and so it was like just a constant wet sore because of that. Like, I mean, there's just, you know, varying things that can happen. I I wonder... And and it's really frustrating because when you're very attached to, Mm -hmm. you know, you want this to work and you want it to work for X amount of time and it becomes just like, I don't know, you're constantly treading water trying to make it work. It's very frustrating. So the support group is nice because you get to hear other people's Stories and things that they've had to deal with because maybe it's something you're just starting to go through and they came out the end of it and you right. can see that you know okay their baby's like four months old now and
1: I wonder because I was because I when we first started talking about it and 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 in the hospital it was pretty it was pretty foul the 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 stuff that went down in the hospital was was really jarring because um, the baby wasn't latching right so it was hurting Tish so they gave her a nipple shield to to help the baby. Be able to suck without hurting well, there, her. Well, it
4: was part of that was like training her to open her mouth wider yeah. because the nipple shield has a much bigger protruding thing on it. Yeah, it's like a
1: little sombrero. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. But but um. It makes boobs a fiesta. <laughs> but uh, uh. I wonder. I wonder how much of that is because I thought this is simple. This is how babies. This is how babies work. You know, it's like if you can't, you know, figure out how to suck on a boob as an infant, uh, you're gonna die. That's like natural selection, but I wonder how much of, I wonder how much of the mom's side stuff was handled by having your family there, you know, extended family kind of thing, like like you don't need a class, you don't need to go to a class and talk about it because it's just sort of a natural thing and everybody knows how to do it, you know, I just thought about that.
2: And you think that's something that's been lost? Already. Yes,
1: absolutely, absolutely. That's that's I that's my at least that's what the, what my initial thought is. Right. Because because yeah. originally it's like how hard can it be? It's right. a tit, and that's what we do. You wake I up remember and my you <laughs> suck a boob and then you go back to sleep. That's well, there's two baby. things I
4: want to say about this. One is that Jean's mom didn't breastfeed and then he got really angry after we heard all the statistics about <laughs> <laughs> children who aren't breastfed becoming obese and too. things like that. Like he came back and with all the you, gave me formula like, you know, blew up on her. Yeah. And then my mom, when she came to visit in that first four months when I was on maternity leave, she had this grand idea that we were gonna do all this gardening this yard work. And um, oh, wow. it was like every <laughs> couple of hours I had to like feed, and she was just like, well, "I know a, why I didn't nurse, and, like oh my god, like it's just such like a it's pain so in the yeah, it pain was in like so baby. consuming, wow. like oh my god, and, you know, I'm just like just trying to make the best choice for my child." That's
1: <laughs> well, you should have just slung her and worked in the fields like was just,
4: like just constantly. I'm like, well, that's and at the time it was really nothing because I did go through a period where because my milk supply dropped, which I didn't was not aware of at the time she was like nursing for hours oh. and 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 w- was like still hungry and yeah. I was like why why she she went through this like crying like we, when we put her down to sleep she was crying it was because she was fucking hungry yeah and then you know we went because at that point, you're going in every so many weeks to get the baby weighed, and they're like, baby has not gained any weight, and she's supposed to gain, like, an ounce a day in the last three weeks. And it was like, oh, my God. we have the A couple strangers, like, when we were out with the baby were like, Oh, ah, she's really lean. Like, they, you know, made, you know. And I look back at those pictures, and I'm like, oh, my God, the baby was starving. But the, it just didn't. Like, as a mom who's, like, going through this for the first time, it's, like, it just doesn't occur to you. It makes no sense that the right. baby is that, on my boob all the time yeah. and that she's not getting enough. Like, it just doesn't...
3: That happened to a acquaintance of mine, and she actually had, had breast reduction, reduction surgery mm-hmm. a few years before, but they told oh. her that she was still able to breastfeed, and so she went in for her, like, one-week baby appointment, and they're like, your baby's lost like eight ounces. Like you, oh, wow, you're not holy. Jesus. It was just starving, literally yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. starving. And so they had to switch to formula, obviously. But yeah. she didn't know.
1: Did she continue in breastfeed and supplement with formula? Or did she? No,
3: there was like literally only she- drops of milk yeah, coming
1: out. So that. she, yeah they, yeah, they removed some of her her milk. Dose. They did.
3: they they told her since then that she there's things she can do to like work on it for the next child, but it's really you know. Yeah.
4: It's a matter of catching it because I, when mine was dropping, then I, the lactation consult, I started taking all the spiny Greek and it was like, okay, this is just like a part of my diet. Like I have to, you know, and I was, towards the end, I wasn't quite pumping a day's worth. And because I only breastfeed, breastfed mistletoe once a day whenever I went back to work. I mean, like, I just, because of my commute and everything, like it was all pumped milk, which gets old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, sitting in the server room. It's no fun.
1: (laughs) This has been breast talk.
3: Yeah. I was going to talk about the Mormon with the. Go ahead. There are some very popular Mormon mommy bloggers that I like to read. And some of them I like, and some of them I read. And then I'm like, Brody, listen to this. (laughs) And one recently had a post about um, how she felt about gay marriage. And she didn't really answer the question. She kind of danced around it. But she related it to breastfeeding somehow. And she talked about how, you know... Because someone had
2: posed the question, hey, you're Mormon.
3: What do you think about gay marriage? Right. Yeah, so she she tells this story about breastfeeding and how, like, she's super into breastfeeding and she really likes it, but God came and gave her a testimony that she needed to start giving her baby formula. So the next day, she's at Costco buying a tub of formula. And, like, I read... I'm reading this and I'm like, you sound fucking insane. Like, how can you say that God is telling you to give your baby formula when you are easily breastfeeding your child.
1: God told God told her that breastfeeding is a pain in the ass. <laughs> right? That's what God said. God, and I just read God, this and God, I it's, sleep it's just words. crazy. It's God, God told her that it's a pain in the ass to breastfeed your baby because it is kind of a pain in the ass.
3: Well, and then other people... The analogy
2: was that God will reveal <laughs> if gay marriage is... Yeah,
3: that, exactly. Then okay. she was comparing that to saying that, well, maybe in a few years God's going to tell us that gay marriage is okay. Whatever. But then other mommy Mormons posted in the comments like... I can't believe it. I got that same testimony from God too and now we're on formula. And I was just reading this and I'm like, I can't, I cannot believe that people actually think that God told them to switch to formula. <laughs>
4: I can't believe it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand. I, I, what? In what form did it come? Was, you know, Yeah. did well, they say, God came revelation. down? The testimony,
3: it's like, yeah. I think like some breast
2: milk spilled <laughs> on the table <laughs> in the shape of the Go of in the
1: mill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, well, again, like I said, when things are based on faith, not fact, it's just stupid. I mean, it, it to me, it just makes no sense to me. It well, the sense. other
4: thing, too, about Jean's mom is back in that day, it wasn't. Yes. I mean, they, she, she was like, I, they gave me a shot, so I wouldn't produce Right, them they encouraged like, like, yeah. yeah, exactly, and I forget, I think it was Nestle that came out and said that formula was better, and they did this whole test in Africa with, I mean, I... My the facts are a little fuzzy, but Nestle came out and said formula was better and then they ended up finding out breast milk was better, you know, like well, these studies and then they, they put on their products now their, their formula is that ben, breastfeeding is, best. Yeah. is well, best. Formula
1: so. formula is better in a very narrow band of things. Like delivering a lot of calories to your baby yeah, in one chunk. Yeah. Because when, when, when she was when Matilda wasn't was having problems, the formula immediately started putting weight on her while Tish's breast milk came up to speed.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, so yeah, it does deliver. Well, it was I mean, like whatever like, I was
4: short in my pumping. If you, would if, give her- if,
1: if, you're, if you want to gain weight, you know, like chocolate milkshakes are, are really good for gaining weight and in, in, in that criteria. But if you want to build a healthy body, Maybe a glass of milk and uh, you know, and some, some good vegetables is probably, See, probably in the better. family. I grew up
2: in uh, chocolate milkshake was the cure for an upset stomach. Like, oh, stomach's upset, and we can go to the Dairy Queen drive-through and get chocolate that milkshake. That's So horrible,
0: that's seriously <laughs> that is,
2: disgusting. That's horrible. That is pretty horrible. <laughs> and I don't, I
1: can't imagine having an upset stomach in the like and shaking, a Chocolate milkshake is like, all better. Like. I'll have some, like, room temperature 7-Up, please. Right. <laughs> a
3: can of ginger ale, perhaps, but not a chocolate.
1: Milk. Right, right. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, and and the fact that the divine revelation coincides with the fact that it's, look, you know, it, life is tough. There's there's tough things you have to do. And it's like getting up in the morning and, 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 and feeding your baby, you know, it's like, it's you know it's a pain I mean, right but
3: all the while she's saying like she loves breastfeeding it's bonding it's been easy so it's like is she just painting a different picture and then, I think she's saying
1: like, I think I think she's painting a different picture because because it, 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 if our experience is anything I don't know how what the stories of your support group were but I think we probably had the bad end of the, the spectrum there were know?
4: there were i mean i would say well, everybody at the support group is looking for support, so they all had right. some variation of horror in their breastfeeding. Yeah, situation. I don't know. I maybe like maybe some maybe of them had like their baby was just allergic to everything they ate, so, so they had porn, to yeah. so they had to keep changing their diet to like. Right, you know, change their the components of their breast milk, and there were other people too that had the same problem with the shield, or they couldn't get their baby off the shield. The baby refused to nurse unless the shield was there. Like they wouldn't latch onto their natural boob, and they were. I
1: heard like, that's a good show, The Shield. Yeah.
4: yeah, I keep
2: thinking of Vic Mac. I was just thinking like, <laughs> That guy gets in the way <laughs> of the <laughs> Put breast moving <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I,
4: mean, I haven't watched it. Have the DVDs. It's it's it, the stories vary, but they're nobody's having a, a piece of cake experience.
1: Yeah, no, I. I yeah, yeah. God,
4: I, I want some it. cake right now <laughs> and some
1: poop. With <laughs> breast milk. A big would you?
3: Would you? Did you try the
1: breast milk? Uh, she did. actually. She actually made me try it. I
3: would. Okay. Yeah. I told Brody I'm like you're gonna be drinking sweet. a big old glass. Of
1: <laughs> it just. Well, it, I can ask it. Have some pro- cake with probably baby. not. Actually. That's true. If there's not extra. Say, well, that's, that's the thing. It's, that's
4: unless <laughs> you produce so much milk in the beginning that you just like sort of stockpiling. Right. Piling this in. is
1: this is the this was the big problem. This was the first big roadblock that we hit with the baby was. The lactation consultant at the hospital said, "Oh, you're going to get some colostrum pumped out. Just throw that away.
4: Really? You can throw she, that out." She was saying, "Nurse and pump in between nurses sessions so that it would encourage my milk to come in." And and I was like, "Well, what do I do with the pump milk?" And she, "Just toss it." She, yeah, just toss it. And I was like, "Then about the third day in the hospital, I know, like the third And I didn't know it was right, like, right. "Well, well, what I didn't know, I knew it was good for the baby, but what I didn't know was that." I just thought, well, there'll be more. Right. You know? So, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't seem like something. So, basically, after, like, the third day, Matilda was, like, went through this crying phase. She was crying
1: all night. And we couldn't,
4: and I'm just like, I don't know, they were, like, and the nurse was like, she's hungry. Because I guess they see it all the time. She's hungry. Even though Cedars is very pro-breastfeeding, like, they really, they're like, we're not going to tell you to give your baby formula. But the Mm -hmm. pediatrician will come in and tell you if, if the baby has lost too much is, weight, you yeah, must give formula. Yeah. But the nurses were like, we're not going to tell you to, you know, you choose.
1: But as soon as we started giving her formula, boom, fine.
4: No, but you forget the part that happened in between there where the the one nurse came in and said, where she realized that we had been dumping the colostrum oh, in oh, between, yeah, yeah. I and I she was that. like...
1: Why'd they tell oh, you that? No.
4: It, and so I pumped milk, and we gave it to Matilda, and she was, like, instantly milk drunk. Like,
0: <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 Like,
4: she was, like, she was so... I told uh, was her, yeah, I Yeah. I, I want
1: to forget She was, life. like, completely calmed. It was, really, calmed awful. It was really awful.
3: doesn't colostrum have more calories even than... The actual breast milk—that's what I thought. I thought it was like the because that's what comes at first, right? It's super yes. milk. And it's, it's like exactly—it's yeah, like yeah. super
4: concentrated, super caloric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't. I don't. I don't know from a calorie perspective, yes. but it's it definitely is. more full of nutrients okay. and it whatever. Is. It, it, it helps it with is. the it's. immunities and all that.
1: Stuff. It's it's got a lot more. But yeah, I mean, pain. I
4: didn't. I, it, I didn't feel like, or well, I mean, you're in a fucking haze and whatever. I had a C-section, so I was like, you know, I get it's all whacked out on goofballs. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, I did, I just thought, oh, there'll be more of that, you know, I guess it's okay to get, you know, and then, I was, I was like, that doesn't
1: sound right, but okay. Because in the beginning,
4: like, the classroom, there's, I mean, they talk about the whole Thanksgiving dinner concept for the baby, the problem with people who just automatically go straight to formula, and they give their baby, like, you know, two ounces of milk from the get-go, they have, like, a stomach size of a marble, like, they have to work up to... And you can't overfeed your baby on the boob; it's just not possible. They're not going to put all the effort in sucking something out of your boob, which is a that's, lot more work than right. the bottle. But when they're full.
1: But the flip you know, side of stop. that is, but the flip side of that is, you can't overfeed your baby on the on the boob. But apparently, you can underfeed yes. your baby. on you the boob. and that's the part that, that they didn't. That's the part that was the thing started.
4: though with the shield. Like when I would take it off in between feedings, like there was milk, like in between, yeah. you know, like I didn't think like I don't have any milk, mm-hmm. you know, but clearly she. I wasn't just, getting enough. Well, they the my pediatrician said something about sometimes with the shield, it's that relationship of skin to skin contact, and you just like you're you're teaching your boobs supply and demand, and if it's not getting that skin to skin contact, it thinks it needs less, needs to produce less. You were
1: designed to not have a shield in right, between right. That baby, yeah.
4: So you know that was I didn't have trouble getting her off of it. I had trouble stomaching through the pain. I mean, I had I had the thirteen week pain experience, like where I was just like. Wow. This person was like Oh two weeks I got over the pain I'm like Okay oh, <laughs> Okay I mean I was You know really
1: This sound became Really common in our house <laughs> Ooh.
4: Yeah Yeah And I'm sure Gene I mean I could We had the Cedars gives you like This crazy hotline sheet Of like Engorgement, (laughs) call this line, you know. Breastfeeding, like latch problems, call this line. You know, like at two o'clock in the morning, we're calling this thing, and it's like this automated thing, like, try this, blah, blah, blah. blah, Press one
1: if your boob is engorged. Yes. And then
4: press one if your boob is engorged, and you've tried this. And, you know, I mean, it's like very extensive. And so at like two in the morning, we're, you know, we're not sleeping anyway. We're like troubleshooting breastfeeding stuff on the phone.
2: It's a joy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask this, because I know about this from Megan. Uh, placenta eating. Pro or con?
3: We didn't do that. Did you see it, or no? Because you had a C-section. No. So you didn't yeah. Megan, just,
2: explain the placenta thing.
3: Some people take theirs and either plant, use it to plant a tree, make teddy bears out of it, or... <laughs> and I know someone who actually did this. They take it and they get it dried out, and there's Maybe a company you like, can send tricky. it to. Well, you can do that, but she actually took it and... Um, you can actually bake it like a meatloaf too. Whatever. Anyway, it's she just took a it, glob of protein. Yeah, she took it blood. and got it gr- um, dried out and ground up and put into little capsules and used it to treat postpartum depression. I mean, oh, I don't know
4: the statistics on that, but interesting. No, I didn't get. I didn't get to see it, but I. Well, there are somewhat of a debate was the cord blood, how long letting the blood pulsate. Oh. Yeah, that was like. And, and I think because I labored for so long it was like kind of a last They one had to, to get her closed. Show. They had to they get her clo- like- she
1: she bled a lot and they had to get her closed up and it was just kinda like it was it was sort of an emergency on her side. The baby was okay once the baby was out, but uh yeah. I I would say I would say a hundred a hundred percent of our birth plan was thrown out the window during at some point during the uh, Yeah, I
4: mean I was like
1: don't Tish totally had like the O C D like Birth plan. It's like, I want this and I'm not going to do this and I want this and this is going to happen like this. And literally every piece of it just started to unravel.
4: Yeah, I mean, it was. Well, because I didn't didn't go into it. I went into it kind of like the vaccine thing. Like, I wasn't pro epidural and I wasn't anti epidural. I was just like, I'm going to see if I can do without. And like, I labored at home for like 17 hours and then went to the hospital and labored for like another four hours without anything. And then I was like still at the same centimeters. And I was at that point, I started throwing up and I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it. Like, maybe I should get that up a door. But I was like, don't offer me any drugs. Like, let me ask for them. Like, don't do this. And it was like, you know, it, like basically my birth plan was all about avoiding a C section. I ended up having a C section. Wow. So you should
1: have like, just wrote on the top, I want a big old C section. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was just,
4: I don't want to be cut open. That was, it would have um, saved, it
1: would have literally saved about 20 hours of, of suffering if, if she just walked in there and said, cut the baby out. We're yeah, ready to we go. It was,
4: it was 44 hours of labor to get a C section. Wow. So it was like, <laughs> come a on, yeah. yeah. And by the time the season, half came, of that was, was spent at like, home. Yeah, half of
1: that was not spent at home. Enough, yeah.
4: What made them decide to do it? Just not She was well.
1: The nurses had said, "Oh yeah, the baby's you know whatever at plus. What was she at? Plus five or whatever." And
4: I fully dilated. She didn't completely drop because uh, she was slightly. But the nurses
1: were like, the nurses were like, "Oh yeah, she's she's you know at plus five. You just need to like push or whatever." And. um... So, she pushed, like, three or four times.
4: I pushed for an hour, which yeah, is like... three
1: or four times. Yeah. Um, and then the pediatrician showed up and looked and Not said... Not the
4: pediatrician, the gyno.
1: Oh, gyno, I should do. Sorry. Um, the OBGYN showed up and said, that baby's nowhere near plus five. That baby's stuck. Okay. And every time... And he had her push... And watch the response of the baby. The and, yeah, and then, and you said... But well, she to wasn't, surgery.
4: there was a combination of things. She actually had her first bowel movement inside of Yeah, meconium. So meconium, we were watching for that, and they were really monitoring her closely. And that was, like, Hour a good, like, more. seven hours yeah, that she yeah, was hours. sitting in that. And yeah. then they were like, she's not recovering so well from the contractions. And then he, when he came in and checked, he was just like, she's transverse. Like, she's just not coming out this way. Like, yeah. I hate, I hate to tell you, but... You know, and I'm like, well, when can I get into the C-section? Because I'm like, and I just You're kept my flinch. eyes closed the whole time. Like, I, you know, I was just like, oh, my God. Because I could, like, feel him like, pleasure my skin Ugh. together. Like, you know, I was just like, oh, my God, get me out of here. Because I was like, can you give me, like, some kind of panic medication or something? <laughs> and he was he was like, well, I don't know if you'll really, like, remember the birth of your child. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll start. Like, I'll write it out. You know, and, like, the whole time, I didn't want to know what anything looked like. I didn't, you know, I just kept my eyes closed the whole time. And at whatever point, I smelled them, my skin burning and said, um, <sighs> and then they were carterizing my whatever.
1: They were using the coterie on her. Yeah, and I, and I said, God, it smells
4: like Chinese food. Like who brought, that? No, no, no. God. The quote
1: is, who brought Chinese food in here?
4: I don't remember that. I remember it smells one like of the Chinese doctors, food.
1: And one of the doctors said, no, I was sitting next to you. One of the doctors said, oh, uh, uh. Uh, what was what He it said you it was
4: that like age-old hallucination. Oh yeah, yeah like you're, you're having, you're having,
1: yeah, you're having olfactory hallucinations.
4: Yeah.
1: And I and I and I, I turn to the, because uh, because they they wouldn't let me watch the the person They have a sheet. Up, right. Yeah. And, uh, although
4: he would have gladly watched, I would
1: have been fine with it. Um, the, uh, so I turned to the anesthesiologist and I'm like, they're using the cautery, right? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm
4: like. <laughs> Because the oh, anesthesiologist, too... Mm. Yeah. Barbecue pork! Yeah, because was, it was very, like, a very strong smell. It's not like... It's not
1: like a this is why
4: we're vegan. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm just like, and, and, like, the anesthesiologist, at whatever point, I was like, I feel sharpness, I feel sharp, And then he just starts pumping me whatever, full of whatever drugs. And, like, I can feel, like, from, like, my stomach down was numb. But then I can feel it, like... like Creeping my up. Yeah, up, up to, like, my neck. So when I breastfed Matilda for the first time, like... I didn't. I was like, who knows where she last, Right? I'm all numb. You know. Wow. She found her way there on her own, as they say that they do. She put them on top of you, but I was like, who knows? Hope that went okay. Wow. <clears throat> scary.
1: It's not. But you know what? The thing of it is, is it's 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 just is what it is, and you can't. I think the lessons that that I took away from this is be as prepared as you can, but it's not going to go anyway. Probably it's, not. Yeah, it's, it's chances are it's just not going to go the way you expect. Not to say it's going to be bad. Not to say it's going to be great. It's just not going to go the way you expect. And no amount of plan, no amount of planning and preparation, you can have knowledge about what's going to happen, but you really can't prepare for it.
4: That's the thing. Like the breastfeeding class, it seemed very straightforward. Like we went to one of those, you know, before. Oh yeah, the, baby, the principles right? are very straightforward. Yeah, and then you're all of like, it is very then, straightforward. Here's then when you get the baby. Happen. This like the whole other
1: <laughs> thing. Here's what's going to happen. Your body's going to do this, then it's going to do that, then you're going to go to the hospital, then this is going to happen, then this is going to happen. And all of that yeah. does happen in that sequence. However, in the process of that is the is the unknown.
4: Well, and then the detox off of the drugs. Like, I totally, I was like all sweaty and itchy and like I couldn't, you know, wow. and then I got a... She was then, coming and down. And then my... Yeah. That's hardcore opiates. Yeah, and I no they, they told me, I, all I wanted was a fucking glass of water. Like after the, you <laughs> know, I was just like... They were like, as soon as, you know, this is, like, done, you can, because I was on the weird liquid diet for however long until they knew, you know, whatever. You had, so, not,
1: you had major abdominal surgery. Yes.
4: <laughs> so, oh, and this is another thing, too. As soon as you come out from getting your shit stitched together, the nurse is, like, jamming on your uterus to push blood out of your, it's like, I'm like, Really?
0: Wow! Yeah, and, and oh, this happened like, horrible. and I'm
4: like, this happened like so many times in a row. I'm like, when is that thing gonna stop? Like after oh. the third time of like jamming into my guts and flushing out my system that I've just been. Ca- when you
3: get a C-section, do they take out the placenta or do you deliver it?
4: You don't
1: deliver they, anything. They take- no, everything gets oh, suctioned okay. out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Everything gets suctioned out. That's the thing; is it's a surgical procedure. There's nothing. There's nothing beautiful or natural about it. It's, <laughs> it's getting the baby out because. There's a, well, that's the thing is is I, I guess people have elective ones, but oh yeah, in, in the case of <laughs> us, want to
4: keep their Hollywood vaginas. And in, in the
1: in the case of ours is is it was it's a it's definitely a surgical procedure with and plus the meconium made things a little more dicey, mm-hmm. you know. Because if she aspirated any of that, then they'd have to.
4: Yeah, and she ended up. Her blood test came back like perfect. They were they were like even saying like I don't think we've ever seen that happen before. Or, like my daughter knows to
1: hold her breath she's swimming in a shit pool. <laughs> <laughs> Brave, dude. But no,
4: like the coming Man off for of her the life, smart kid. The coming off of the drugs, and it was just like you told me I could have water. Well, you got to wait another sixteen hours for that. I was like
1: ice chips, ice chips,
4: like fucking yeah, for sure real. Like I drank chips. so much. Like once I could actually drink, I was just like because well,
3: they give also, you you need to be drinking for breastfeeding. I mean,
1: <laughs> but they had her but they had her on, on IV. So oh, uh, oh, okay. she was she was she was hydrated. That, yeah, she yeah. was getting hydrated. Okay. No, yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they, she just couldn't. They just needed. Had, and actually, because
4: yeah. I lost so much blood, they I had to take like they also were crazy sticking stuff at, Yeah, because they were like your blood count's like way down. And I
1: you bled a lot for a little girl.
4: Yeah, I don't. It's funny because the doctor was like, I don't remember me that much, but I guess, you know, the guy cut me open. I'm like, I didn't look. Thank you. Well, they're busy. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, I saw him mop it up. <laughs> yeah.
4: <sighs>
1: yeah, it's a lot of blood. I mean, it, it's, cut,
4: it's all clinical. G was trying to get me to look at the baby, like, after she came out, because I was just like, get me out of here. I got a second. Can you go I don't, I don't, oh. uh, you know, I was just. And he was like, "Look, it's our baby over there," and I'm like, "I don't get it, get it out!" Like I just, you know, I was like, just get me out of this place. I don't want to be in here at all." And it was fine after that. I mean, you know.
1: This has been baby talk. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> We're actually uh about Two
2: and wrapped half up here. Four, hours. Four, four or six hours How, how many hours? Has a big been? badge like... fest. <laughs> but that's uh, you know, we, we explore a lot of different topics here on the show. So. That's,
1: that's life in the big city. So.
2: This, I mean, for a oh, Halloween yeah. episode, it was actually kind of scary. You're talking about blood.
4: <laughs>
1: But you know, what that's the thing, though. I mean, well, we'll I, cut I, up the whole part of pretty... my
4: veganism and vaccines, <laughs> and then, but you know, then it might get down to like a normal 40, 40 seconds. It? Yeah. Uh,
1: that's the thing is, though. I, you know, it, I'm pretty cool in a crisis. I think, but but it wasn't ever very scary to me, except for when they started saying that the baby wasn't recovering from the from the contractions very well. Then I was like, oh no, 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 no. But, um,
3: did you guys consider home birth at all
1: or no? fuck no. No. <laughs> no. Fuck no. Uh uh-uh. uh no. I
4: don't I'm I'm too uh, that's something I probably do have more of an opinion about. It's like if something goes wrong, I wanna make sure yeah. that shit's there. Yeah. Like, I want home, I want a I world
1: wanna, class I want a world class MQ if something needs to happen.
4: I have a friend who's had three home births. Wow. Yeah. No complications? Nope.
1: Nothing but the that giant when, The giant. last one their the baby <laughs>
4: did like was slouched over in a way and like they had to
1: Weird
0: presentation. See,
4: yeah, yeah, she had some airflow issues. We had an incident, sort of like that, at, at the hospital. Jean was burping the baby, and she wasn't getting air. And I was like, "The baby's turning blue. The baby's turning blue. The baby, Jean, baby, blue, blue. I'm like can't breathe. Wow. I mean, they're just, you know."
2: <laughs> yeah, Megan, are you uh, contemplating a dolphin-assisted birth? <laughs>
4: I've been thinking about it a lot lately.
1: <laughs> Does the dolphin come up and suction the baby out with its N- blowhole?
3: No, but like two dolphins come up and press on your belly and help it out.
1: That's not a thing, is it? Is yes, it thing? is. It was on Teller. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 you know what? I do remember that now. I do remember that now. Oh, no, no,
2: but Megan pretty actually famously hates dolphins. She wants to punch them in the... In the blowhole? Yeah.
3: They're like the one animals where I don't mind if you eat them.
1: And they're, oddly enough, the smartest. Uh, or at least And six. horses, too. I yeah. hate horses similar size, but horses are dumb. Good. Horses are really dumb. <laughs> and
2: they're
1: ugly. I wouldn't say they're... hate them. I, I wouldn't them. <laughs> say they're ugly. They're weird looking. They're I really they're weird ugly. looking. When you're, when, you, when you're up close, horses and cows are very strange. You know cows have um, the same slit pupils as goats. It's just you can't see them because they're all, they're um, sclera and their pupils in the same colors. But if goats, ha- if cows had contrasting eyes, boo, that'd be creepy. <laughs> I like goats. Goats are weird.
3: I like cows. I like the horses. Dolphins.
2: You like the song Goodbye Horses by Lazarus Q? No. <laughs>
3: Especially because you do weird things when it comes on. <laughs>
2: well, let's be you specific you goodbye, here. Do you say goodbye to horses? Let's be specific. I, I want to make sure nobody thinks I'm acting out the, uh, uh, the scene from of the Last. But you list. are. That is what you do. I do not.
1: I'd fuck me.
2: <laughs> I'd fuck me. There's no tucking. There's
3: a, there, there has been tucking. That it is lying. not. Did I talk about, did I talk about my... No, I think you
2: were making that up. how red his little cheeks are getting. You were making that up. How dare you. How dare you come on this show and disparage me. Like, and you, do and you were worried about what I was going to say. Rubs the lotion on his <laughs> skin they're also again. But no, you're, you're making things
1: up.
3: How well, long Have you guys been married a year?
1: No. Together, for five, together for five, Married for one. Oh, that
0: explains it. <laughs> oh. Uh...
2: At I've least, never reenacted any scenes did, of Science of the Lambs. Did I, ever. uh, I have. I, I resent,
1: I can I resent say, the implication. I can honestly say, I, at least once a month, say, was she a great big fat person? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> dish will back, back me up on this, Dish. Yep. Um,
4: and I'd fuck me.
1: I usually don't say that, though. I usually, it's usually, was do she a great big fat person? You always do that weird
3: dance, and you sing the song.
1: I do no talking, though. I wear it's no robe. Silent,
4: it is silence performance I art. would say
1: that's more of a dressing gown. <laughs> um, the. Uh, did I tell you about my epiphany about that? I was watching Monk. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, he's on the show. And he's, yeah, he's yeah. one of
1: the main characters. He's, he's the captain, the detective on yeah, that show. Yeah, he's also in
2: Heat and um, right, right, right. Crime Story. And he's, a good,
1: he's a good actor, but, but um, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, the, uh, but I was watching Monk, and I'm like, Dad, that, that guy is who the hell is he? Is it Williams something? Um,
2: Ted Levine. Ted Levine. Yeah.
1: Ted Williams. Um, Ted Levine. Uh, so I was watching Monk and it was like the first season and Monk actually was something to watch before it turned into something ridiculous. Um, and uh, I'm like, who is that guy? Who is that guy? And... I turned on the TV and it was on, a, the channels on HBO and it was Silence of the Lambs and it was that scene. Oh my <laughs> like, fuck me. And I was like, oh, good God. And I could not watch Monk after that. I could not watch it because every time I would see him say something, I would be like, I fucked <laughs> <laughs> me. I, I literally watched like three episodes of Monk, saw that, Silence never of the Lambs, again. Never again.
2: He's in Crime Story as a uh, cat burglar turned lounge singer.
1: Yeah, Crime Story is great. I remember Crime Story. I have it on my wish list. I have it on my wish list. Looking at Tish. You can find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com. You can Twitter us at shakytownradio. You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio at gmail.com or call us on the shakytownradio hotline. At 626 66 Shake, that's six six seven four two five three. That's the same number. Wait.
2: tired. Okay.
1: Well, tired of this. Wrap this
4: shit up.
2: All right. I want to thank Tish, where are you going
1: to be appearing? Tish will hew. Tish will be appearing in our yard doing yard work all next yes, week.
4: come by and see me. If you want to give us a hand, shovel jack and gravel. And or, uh, no, the jackhammering is done.
1: Uh, Megan
2: Marie, you can be found at no com and uh, on so Twitter.
1: Would you eat placenta? Um, I don't
3: know. My own? Yeah. Maybe. No, it's just
1: it's just some random person. <laughs> hey, you'd see a pregnant lady, it's like, hey, can I eat your placenta? No, not
3: nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, a little bit. Uh, uh, maybe. Yeah. Have you
4: heard about
1: this? you talking to the microphone, talking to the microphone, talking to the heard... microphone. Oh, God. Oh I heard, I
4: don't even know if, it's kind of been, I can't, I don't know if this was TV or real <laughs> is this real life but I heard some, there, like a guy putting up ads for breast milk like for himself oh there's like, so trying to many get a bit, breast yeah, milk fetish Yeah, people. yeah
3: yeah you can go to a milk bank too
1: and get milk mm-hmm. but it's super
2: expensive thank you so uh, next week is going to be our 20th anniversary episode Mm -hmm. 20 years we do this yeah we have some (laughs) special things in store we do so please be sure to tune into that um anything else gene anything else we want to talk about
1: boy oh boy yeah it's been a roller coaster it has been no that's it
2: um be sure to check your candy for razor blades
1: yeah, I hear the hippies. I hear the hippies down the street are and putting. Yeah, <laughs> I hear the hippies down the street are putting acid. In the candy. Yeah, that's right. One of the other ones, there's there's the razor blades and needles in the candy that never happens. Yeah, um, if it's ever happened, they it's say only it's ha-
0: happened.
1: If it if it if it ever if it ever has happened, it's only happened because someone put that idea in someone's head. I have heard
3: that it's only happened like where poison candy was like by the actual parents, like you know, like being, Munchausen by yeah, proxy. Like, yeah, exactly.
1: Uh yeah, so uh, check your candy. Give out healthy treats like apples.
3: We're giving away spider rings.
1: Spider rings are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Skull rings and spider and right and are awesome. rings. Yeah, and skull cool. rings. deluxe. I'm trick or treating in year, but... It <laughs>
2: should. We'll have to be having a deck a mini Dexter marathon. Apparently. <laughs> That's gonna be annoying. Dexter
1: you know, last year we only had three trick-or-treaters. Yeah, well, happy Halloween, everybody. Yes, all Hallow's Eve, happy Halloween. Mm-hmm. And ha- happy, uh, and, and then happy after that. Well, we'll drop an episode on Dia de los Muertos. Also my birthday. Dia de los Muertos. Halloween's your birthday? The day of the, no, Dia de los Muertos. November 1st? Todos Santos. On Saints Day.
2: It'll be a big day.
4: So you
1: were almost a Halloween baby. Almost? You're he was, was a, a trick, favorite. not
2: a treat. Probably. I don't know.
1: You were a trick, not a treat. <laughs> anyway. Uh well thank you very much. It was uh, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, guys. If we could keep you from running your mouth the whole episode. I know. Jabba jabba jabba.
2: Um
1: yeah, so thank you. And feel free to come into the house anytime you come pick a Brody up
2: Brody. <laughs> you
3: realize that when that happens, I've been at school for like eight hours, I've been at work for six hours, and I just want to go home and sleep. And Brody's like, "Come say hi to everyone." I'm well, like, oh.
1: see. We do this podcast. You see how draining it is for us, and we're still have a good attitude towards it. That's what I'm just saying. You have a bad attitude. That's what I'm trying to say.
3: <laughs> I do have a bad attitude. It's okay. <laughs> well,
1: thank you for bringing your bad attitude on the show. I think you have a badass attitude. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't even get into any of the
2: uh, punk stories, the how you were in a music videos, anything from your. Yeah, what's up with that? Past. I don't want to talk
0: about that. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Save that for uh,
2: the next your next appearance. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, thank you very much, Megan. And thank you, Tish. Yeah, thank you, Tish, for. Fucking, I didn't want to be on the microphone. Blah blah blah. I just it's funny how that all worked out. I just want to embarrass Gene. <laughs> I'm without shame. Very few things embarrass me. Well, thank you very much. It was, it was a pleasure. You got to pet the dog and everything. I
3: know. I really like the dog.
1: The dog is awesome. It I, the podcast, not so much.
3: I thought you guys had a space heater under the table. Seriously, I realized she was just breathing on me. She, I was like, oh, that's nice.
1: Well, at least you we're the one person who appreciates the st- stinky dog breath. Anyway, uh, thanks again. It was, it, was, it was fun. We had a good yes. time.
2: So until next time, I'm Brody Foster Hubbard.
1: I'm Gene George.
3: And I'm Megan. And I like turtles.
1: What was the what was the thing the uh, Google Voice that had, What's your favorite hat? <laughs> What's your favorite hat in the world?
2: <laughs> you said that
1: when when we had the call in show. Did
2: I?
0: I said cat. No,
1: but the Google transcript picked it up as hat. Really? Yes. It was like, "What's your favorite hat in the world?"
0: <laughs> I meant cat. No, no.
1: We played. No, we played. We we did the Google transcript and then we played your oh, thing. Okay.